Uh, okay, so this is um, a three-way conversation. Uh, a a, a fatal four-way, <laughs> three-way dance, uh, a triple threat conversation. Gamp uh, talking about SummerSlam. It's the greatest. It's the hottest. It's SummerSlam. WWE SummerSlam 2018. SummerSlam Monday afternoon at four on Sky Sports in association with the video board game Atmosphere. I guess I should have started it. And now, because I'd hated the guy who did the and now. I wrote it down as mm, now, because it sounded terrible, but we'll get into I that. I don't think I even clocked it on, on this show. Yes, on this show, yeah. No, I didn't, didn't sound I was, right to me. I was but, all about uh, Terry Crews by that point, I should think. Yeah, man, I was going to say, I hope you're not running That's down true. Terry Crews. Not, not at all. No, no, Terry Crews was great. So, uh, <laughs> But yeah, that, that, that's we, we have uh, a guest today. Normally, it's just uh, uh, Mark and myself, but today our friend Adam is joining us. Um who's joined us previously a couple of times to talk about uh, various different things. Um, one one time, I think, before to talk about uh, wrestling. What was it? Was it Night of Champions that we did before? TLC, I, I think. TLC, that was no, it. No, yeah. wasn't it uh, Money no. in the Bank? <laughs> it was Money in the Bank. There we go. <laughs> I was about to say, because yeah. we were supposed to do Money in the Bank again this year, but as usual, we're yeah. months late. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, pre- and, and also the, that, that one Transformers movie that I didn't see. Yes, and that's the one where I thought I was getting him broken into. And oh, so yeah, I was yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That seems like um, a long yes. time ago. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I think I think the last time I used Skype was, was when we had that conversation, and it was July of last year. So. Right, okay. But it feels like longer ago, actually. Does, like, Transformers and WWE fall in the same, like, entertainment circle camp? Uh, John Cena is in the Bumblebee movie, so I'm going to say yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I kind of don't want it to, but I, I think it might. It's stuff that's on screens. <laughs> yeah. If that's the category, then yes. How's that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. I audibly groaned when the, 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 the trailer to the Bumblebee movie came on the last time I was in the movies. It just looked yeah. terrible. I think it looks a damn sight better than the last Transformers, and I enjoyed that. So, I mean, but maybe that's yeah, me. So yeah. does my average dump. One more time? <laughs> I said, so does my average dump. <laughs> well, I didn't enjoy that, though, surely. <laughs> well, Although I'm a big fan of your work in the area. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I'm a Gerard. I saw the trailer. I think it was the last one I saw at the cinema. The trailer for Bumblebee came on, and I think... Half the cinema all reacted the same way. We all just went, <gasps> no more. It's isn't it both a reboot and a sequel at the same time though? So you never know. But I think everyone's already Is it given a sequel up. or a prequel. Well, it's a prequel and a reboot all at once. I think actually. So it's a sequel, prequel, and reboot. Oh, that's good because it, it needs all that. Yeah, that's more things. More things in one thing. <laughs> That'll help. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Michael Bay approach. Ex- all the things that, that explains why it doesn't it doesn't match. Like because uh, unless I'm remembering incorrectly, it was a few weeks ago. But Bumblebee's a beetle in this, right? Yeah, it's not certainly, a, not a it's certainly 80s, so he hasn't become a Camaro yet. Yeah, okay. but don't forget they have the weird. They can scan it and become everything thing, which kind of defeats the whole point of a transformer. But I feel like we've, we're going to have another two hours on how horrible transformers they're, are. They're literally transforming, though. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on to wrestling. Okay. Let's leave it there. So, uh, yeah, SummerSlam 2018. Um, did any of us watch it live? I no. certainly didn't. I finished it 20 no. minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, I finished it two hours ago. So okay. I managed uh, uh, Thursday, I think, I've okay. finished watching it on. Okay. 
Have you seen Adam? Have you seen any of the um, the TV from this week? Yes. So you know some of the fallout as well. Yeah, both. Nice. I have to say both Raw and SmackDown top, really. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Good. There's some, some some big surprises as well, to be fair. Oh, you'll have to cue us in as we go along then, because yeah, yeah. I would like to know because of the things I would have expected to have happened here and whether they've happened after the fact. Because it, yeah. Should we just do a? Do you want to do a general like enjoyment, or should we just go match by match? Uh, we can do. We wish we go match by match and summarize, or um... yeah, let's just do sure. That yeah. Okay, let's do that. We'll find out how much. So. We... Uh... Do you want me to do the opening? It opened with uh, Terry Crews, and I had a question about this, probably for for Adam more than you, Mark. Um, is this something well, that they've been doing? I'm, I'm right here. I'm right here. Uh, with with like celebrities doing like opening videos. I don't think it's like a standard thing. Okay. Um, I know they have a lot of celebrity input. Like they've had spots and doing introductions and whatnot. I can't remember an intro video. LL Cool J did one, didn't he, for one of the WrestleManias at some point? Yeah, that's probably when I dropped out of it, because of watching it, because it would have been an LL Cool J type period, I think. No, I think like that in the in the era when it, when people are like, is that LL Cool J? I haven't seen him in a long time. I feel like this was like <laughs> last year's WrestleMania or something. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I said there's not many who can do what he did, Terry Crews, I think, without sounding lame. Yeah, that's so, fair. Yeah, that's true. The, the, the man is a thoroughly endearing chap. So, uh, yeah, even with his, like, kind of lame look, sounded like they were written on the spot, shitty rhymes, it was yeah. it was still a charming thing and enjoyable. And I like this. They, they kept, like, a, a little bit where he says something like, that was cool at the end, where it felt like the, the, he thought they'd stop recording, but they kept it in. And, yeah, yeah I thought it was fun. Ah, it just feels so damn good. But uh, yeah, it did. LL Cool J was apparently WrestleMania 31. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, wow. Um, he did his thing. It reminded me of that, if, but it felt like a better version of that in an attempt to make SummerSlam more impressive, I suppose. Mm -hmm. uh, as, a, as a kind of like, uh, the biggest party of the summer or whatever they used to call it. Yeah, they still had kind of some of that, that in, the, in the graphical style a little bit, I thought, like the color palette and the kind of sunny background, almost yeah. kind of like getting into... It looked like the new day had been put in charge of uh, of designing, <laughs> of designing the. Uh... Oh, there's a visual <laughs> gag happening that no one's ever going to see. Um... <laughs> yeah, look like I was the just new sitting day here thinking, has your podcast evolved visually and I'm unaware? No. Oh, we did no. one video one, the Jumanji we one. Did. We've got the whole video up for, but I don't tend to include the video when I edit them, so. But it's basically just trying to make each other corpse because it's it's more fun this way. <laughs> Look, he's going. This is amazing. Oh dear. Um, uh, yeah. Um, uh, my only other, other note for the opening is it's been a long time since Battle Dome, but it's nice to see Terry Crews back in the sports entertainment world. So this came up recently because Jay was on about like, do you remember the show we used to watch and we all used to watch it every week and it was amazing and it was Battle Dome and I have no memory okay. of Battle Dome on Channel Five over here. Really. Yeah, I used to watch it on like Bravo when it was on on that in like nineteen ninety nine or something. Uh, yeah, two thousand ish, I think. Yeah, because uh, the one I watched yeah. on YouTube, the stars of WCW invaded. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm gonna say in a small voice uh, what was that all time? Like gladiators meets wrestling. 
Yeah, oh, that's a, that's I, a really good description of it. Yeah, it was. I have no memory of it at all. It would have been. It was kind of in the height of the Monday Night Wars. They, they they I think TNT said we want to do something more like this, but kind of fuse it with, with um with a, a gladiators type thing, American gladiators type thing. So they the 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 gladiators the the battle dome warriors I don't know what they're called were more more personalities than than you would generally find in in like a gladiators show whereas you know where wolf was kind of the only one who had a personality and in, in gladiators they all had a colorful personality in an entrance and then they compete in in kind of gladiators style events over ball pits and that sort of shit so yeah. uh, but but it was there was like there was there was drama and shit going on in the background and and I think I didn't look this up but I think Terry Crews' character was T Money. I think that's what it, it was. It was because I, like I say, I watched one or something very similar. Because I watched one of them on YouTube. Oh, cool! Nice to, to, to be like, what the hell is this? Because Jay kept on about yeah. there were some twins in there that apparently were like big. I don't know whether they were Playboy or something type ladies at the time. It was the Darm triplets. And he was like, yeah, that? we used to watch it, and it was this person. That that was them. The Darm, that three yeah, of them. Okay. Rather, not two Jeez, of them. I haven't watched it in so long, but that that rings a bell. How do you and Jay remember this crap? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Oh dear! Right, what? The, what <laughs> okay, so the, we we all like that opening, basically. So, was the upshot. Yeah, that was fun, and then 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 I would, the wind got taken out of my sails because I I didn't like the the like the the throaty voice and now guy. I okay. didn't think he didn't didn't sound very good. Um, and then we uh, open on a like an external shot of the 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 Barclays Center. The Barclays Center, is that how people genuinely say it over there? Uh no. I don't really? think people say it very much over here, though. So no, I suppose there is that. I, I, I don't want to say say it with any kind of certainty. Um, I, I think Barclays has more of a presence on the East Coast than it does out here, anyway. Okay. So they'll get you. Opening match: Dolph Ziggler, who I assumed by his pending appearance at uh, a local comedy club uh, was out of the WWE. No, he's, um, he versus... might be leaving soon. I oh, think. okay. I didn't write his first name down, but Rollins. Henry Rollins. <laughs> Henry Rollins. But he is—he did—he did take his name from Henry Rollins. He did. Oh, he yeah. did. Oh, okay. Did. So, so you—you you credit him, sir. Fifty-some odd uh, year old Henry Rollins walked down on his bust-ass knees to, to fight <laughs> Dolph Ziggler. So I love you, Rollins. He just I love you, on him. but you know, yeah. Seth, it was, it Seth, was in, Seth Rollins. It was interesting. I thought that they—the first pop. Well, if you ignore the pre-show, because let's be honest, we're all going to ignore the pre-show. Oh yeah, did, did anyone hours. watch the pre-show? I fucked it off. Nah, I saw no, that. I, no, okay. I, I just, I just read, a, read, saw like on the Wikipedia page, uh, on a listing of, of of personnel who were on the pre-show, and they have personnel. like a pre-show panel, okay. which which includes Booker T and Jerry Lawler, mm. and then pre-show correspondence, which includes JBL. So I'm like, I'm confused by that. Yeah. Is that just is that like a streaming only thing? No, I think they put it out on. Well, it, it is streaming only, but I think they put it on like YouTube and or they put it everywhere, Facebook and all sorts, to try and get people to sign up for the network. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. It's been a while since we've had one of those. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I've been I've been trying to cut down. Um, Beauty. Seth Rollins. There it is. I literally yeah, said pre- that already. Oh, my sorry. pre-show mention was the um, is the fact that they decided to open with uh, Ambrose coming out. Because he was the first entrance music, get a big pop from the crowd. Oh, on the show show, you mean not all yeah, on the yeah. show? No, on the show, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, after, so the first proper show moment. And that, the thing I found quite interesting about that was that they, because the whole, like, if you've been watching uh, Raw, 
they've had this whole thing about um, McIntyre screwing over Rollins and all of that. So they were building to Ambrose coming into it. But I was kind of expecting them to save it for SummerSlam. But they actually had, at the last Raw, they had Ambrose come out. I saw pictures from that because he's obviously got the new haircut and looks mad as fuck all the time for some reason. (laughs) And I I was really surprised at that because I thought they kind of deprived themselves of a big... Oh, have him... Yeah. But he's still got the big reaction when he came out. And then Seth Rollins came out with his apron on. <laughs> was that meant to be okay? So the first two matches I watched last night, and I was in a bit of a haze, basically. So I don't, I've not got many notes for these two. But was he meant to be Thanos? Well, one of the guys, one of the the announcers, I think it's the the one who's in that uh, that one documentary who who like busted his neck or something and decided to go and be an announcer. Oh, okay. Um, the color commentator guy. Um, uh, great. Uh, uh, he... uh, thingy Graves. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. William um, Graves. I don't know what's his Peter <laughs> Graves. What was his name? <laughs> Randall Graves. Randall um, Corey. That sounds Corey right. Graves. That sounds about right. Um, he he said uh, he said said something about the Infinity Gauntlet, but but he said that after I wrote the note that was Rollins looked like an Asgardian who spent a little too too much time in Midgard because okay. he, he he really was dressed pr- pretty much like a, a an Asgardian from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it's like oh, I wonder what he likes to watch when he's when he's off, you know. I liked his um, uh, inconsistent uh, uh, footwear. Like one was well, big gold and gold. And gold. One, one was yeah. just like black or whatever. It was just kind of. I get what you're going for, but that didn't. That didn't really work. <laughs> yeah. So. I have to say that I did like Ziggler's inbuilt leather pants. Oh, I see belt. Oh yeah, I know it's actually. You know, I actually took a note about that because because one of my questions for for Adam was going to be, does Dolph always keep the belt on? But then I, I went back and said, oh, it's his tights. <laughs> no, that was his. That was a SummerSlam special. It's good of you that to admit that, good. though, Jared. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I got another one coming. Don't worry. <laughs> Tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is, is it a yeah. question about whether wrestling is real? Uh, <laughs> it's still real to me, damn it. Nice. Yeah. You'll never be um, Mick Foley's answer to that, will you? Oh, what was his answer to that? It was, I think it was on, was it Live and Kicking or whatever the Saturday show was at the time? It was, they had a phone in and some kid asked him, is wrestling real? And he just said, it's as real as you want it to be. Oh, marvellous. Good, Good old, old Mick. Mick. Nice. That's, like a, that. that's a great answer. Yeah. If you'd got like Bob Holly or someone, it would have just been, don't be so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> or Giant Haystacks, who just strangled that guy, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Today. And there was, there was another one, I think, I forget who it was, some, some mid car type guy, um, when uh, there was a guy named John Stossel, who was a long time uh, uh, journalist, asked, asked him that question, he just slapped the shit out of him. Oh, I remember video, that, actually. Video well, I don't remember, there. I've it's, seen it. It's like a. Mullety, blonde mullety guy who never yeah. really went anywhere. Yeah, did no? I think, I think I've seen something about that interview, and he got like legit like backstage. Yeah, yeah, he got and he really fired bad. or something after that because he he literally unloaded yeah. on the guy, and it was you know not good for anyone. And yeah. he's like he's like berating him. He's like that was an open handed slap to the face. You can't accept that. You know, like really really went went for him, but. um uh, I, I quite enjoyed the uh, the the pass off to the because they did later in the night they 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 did a pass off to all of the different languages that it's yeah, broadcast yeah. in which was quite fun but right there and then they did the Spanish then the Germans yeah 
and the, the Spanish guy, the one, the, there was, the, there was um, uh, Jose Estiles, I've, I've called him, because he, he kind of said, SummerSlam! Kind of said, like, oh my god moment. It like was that. good. Yes, I like that. I did not spot that, but or I probably did, but I don't remember it last night, because I don't remember much of these first two matches, but I did not go and watch them again. So, But I had to see the Terry Crews thing, like, five times, because the WWE Network won't resume properly. So I would watch it every time I tried to fast forward back to the point where I was. And then sometimes my remote's play button wouldn't wouldn't catch it, so I'd have to then do it again. That's irritating. Sort your bloody resume thing out, WWE. I'm getting frustrated. Yeah. Maven. Maven. Ma- yeah, Maven does tech support for him now. <laughs> 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 just there in a little suit. Like a little... There were no suit, but he's got like a shirt. Polo. White, white shirt. White polo shirt. With a WCW logo on it. <laughs> <laughs> the old one, the, the old wide one. <laughs> yeah, why not? The gang tat one. <laughs> yeah, the gang tat one. The gang tat one. Right, sorry, right. Um... Uh, that's okay, because uh, because my next note was uh, was another, like, me being an idiot thing. Uh, I, I just said uh, one of these guys sounds like Beaky. And it wasn't until after oh, the New Day match that I, that I realized it actually was. <laughs> he's Yeah, he's back. Yeah, he's back, Coachman. Yeah, but they they were dripping him and out, him and the other two out. Uh, sorry, weren't they? They um. So well, they go occasionally... back and forth between Raw and SmackDown, don't they? Yeah, but so but Corey Graves must be on both. Is Corey Graves on both SmackDown and Raw? Adam? Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, about yeah, to say. Yeah. So it was okay. just Beaky and uh, Percy Watson that were trading in and out. I think. Okay. I think I don't know. Who cares? Who listens? You know, come on. <laughs> Although I probably have a lot of commentary notes here. <laughs> anyway um i i remember the energy of this uh, like i say this is through last night's fever dream where i felt like i've been up for two days straight um the that it the match was fine and then and then it felt like it was really slow and then it ended pretty strong is that right I, yeah i get what is you mean right? I, I i was kind of um like it was almost like a without doing the cliche thing of the two halves it did almost feel like that to me like there was a slow build-up at the start but i kind of appreciated it it still felt like two guys who knew what they were doing okay but i thought okay. like the last five six minutes i thought they absolutely nailed it yeah uh, well they had that weird like inverted superplex thing superplex, i remember that and then roll into the next one and yeah. roll into the bomb thing i just thought they were i think they're both very good at what they do. Okay. And Ziggler's been underused for about a millennia. Cool. And it was nice to see him given... And to be fair, the stuff they've been doing with him and McIntyre, I think, has been quite decent. Yeah, but I thought it was pretty good. At, I, I enjoyed... I enjoyed both of both of their their performances actually. I I, I feel like you're right with with Ziggler. I I think he was kind of given half a character a decade ago and and has just been forgotten about almost. He's, he's the Milton of the WWE. They just they they fired him you know six years ago and forgot to stop paying him and and he keeps showing up and and it, that's what it kind of seems seems like to me. There were some really good spots. Uh, a couple of there was one. There was there was that one uh, ring to ring to floor suplex that looked like a bit of a botch. Um, when I think uh, Ziggler like bounced off the apron, um, which didn't look especially good, but but other than that, I thought it was it was really cool. It was a DDT on the apron, which I thought was pretty awesome. Um, I remember uh, oh, I had things. a question. <laughs> there was the, like, Rollins did like a turning super kick thing, 
Is yeah. that his big thing? Because it was kind of lame. He does the inseguri. That he does. He does do that as one of his regular things. There's a okay, couple. The inseguri, of I, I thought so, but there was there was one where he literally just stood backwards from him, turned, and then did a super kick. It wasn't it wasn't so much an inseguri where where it was more athletic. It was literally just kind of like a turn around super kick, and it, it just didn't it, unless unless he oh. he did kind of like a, a corner to corner thing as well. Yeah. Just, there were a couple yeah. of things that I just didn't think worked with. Uh, with Rollins, but but that was just me. I think I know what you mean. Was that when he was supposed to have been distracted by McIntyre, and the other guy was like, "I'm going to get you," and they turned around and was like, "I'm going to get you first. Yes. No. No. Oh. That wasn't the moment <laughs> I was talking about. But that, but that was a good. But that that no, that was a good moment. I thought because there was a but super the, kick the, there, wasn't there? I thought because doesn't Dolph was, do yeah, the super a... kick? Yeah, they both do. Oh, okay, that's okay. fine. Then. I like the zigzag. That's actually kind of a cool, that uh, is cool, cool. cool finisher. Yeah, I like that. The buckle bomb looks painful, though. Yeah, I think he does that slightly differently now because that's what puts Sting out forever. Mm. Sting is in... Sting, Sting. That his last oh, okay. match was with Seth Rollins when Rollins was champ a year or more ago. And then okay. he took one badly and then they basically were like, oh, no, your spine is over now, so you can go home. <laughs> There was, was a that? promo uh, video in between some of the match, one of the uh, pair of matches that I can't remember which um, which ones, but uh, that, that that had Sting in it, and I was like, oh, I'm kind of surprised to see him being focused on that. But I didn't I didn't realize he'd been in the company so recently. Honestly, I assumed that he'd been gone for years and years and years. He, can you think how long it's been, Adam? I would say it's been it was the end of one year, so it probably wasn't last year, but it might be the end of 2016 that I he thought, was around. I think it was. I think it was the end of 16. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was the Rollins, I think, to be honest, because they had the big Sting versus Triple H as kind of Mania, a WWE yeah. versus WCW kind of payoff match. But he did, I think from what I read and from what I understand, I think they actually planned some quite big things with him and they wanted to do a lot with him and then obviously crippled yeah. and that was it. That sucks. It does suck, actually, because they, they, that, that WrestleMania match was a shit show as well. I, I I remember not liking that at all because it it sort of just made Triple H look better as as funnily enough a lot of things do. Mm. But yeah, because he was the heel in that, and it was just like it was like I'm going to crush you, and Sting was like No, you're not, and then and then he did, and it's just like well, way to go. He made the bad guy look like you know. I do have one though that that uh, yeah. one of the announcers described it as a picture perfect frog splash, and my note against that is just. Pfft. Because uh, it was okay, not great. Um, well, it was. It wasn't Eddie Guerrero. It wasn't um, uh, RVD. It was. It was fine. It wasn't great. Who did? Who did a frog splash in this one? Rollins. I, I don't remember and that either. Ziggler got his knees up. Oh right. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I don't, it's some of that stuff with the commentary, and that they picked it up a couple of times. I mean, some of their recovery stuff, but some of the. Like some of it feels so pre-prepared with the commentary. Like you say, describing it as a picture-perfect frog splash when it did not stand out from anything that was happening in the match. No, just felt true. bizarre. It's like a how far in advance were you told you were going to have to describe that? It's yeah. just it is. Well, there, there, there was a, there was a similar uh, repetitive kind of string through the Styles Samojo match later on, which I've got I've got a note about. I can't quite remember what it is. It's further down my notes, but yeah, they, they kept on using a certain phrase, and it's like they've been told to say like variants on that yeah. throughout, the, throughout the match, and it just it didn't feel natural. Vince is yelling it in their ear. 
Yeah, exactly, yeah. Same picture perfect frog splash. <laughs> no, damn it. Boy, you're fired. We'll know next week when a range of uh, picture perfect frog splash t-shirts starts lining up in here. <laughs> Ooh, on that, that new web show, that t-shirt thing, whenever, you know, if someone came out wearing a t-shirt, it'd slide in from the side and be like, hey, you can get this t-shirt at the WWE shop. Yeah. Was um new www.shopzone.com. That's w- what it used to be. WWF shop zone. W- Do you remember U- all those WWF URLs? U- WWFTheRock.com. Yeah, I'm rewatching 2001. There's a lot of those. Of course, yeah. WWFTheRock SummerSlam 2001.eu. www.wwwedgingchristian.com with dashes in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good luck. Really easy to type. Yeah. Um, uh, can we just uh, the CGI nonsense as well? What does anyone make of that? They did it at WrestleMania this uh, year as well, so it's not the new. AR, the AR stuff, yeah, kind AR, of, yeah, where yeah. it's kind of hanging in the middle. I, I actually quite liked it. It's better than WrestleMania, but, but, where the tracking points weren't correct and stuff kept uh, dancing okay. around. Like, do you remember that Adam the Asker masks were like, rup, 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 rup. yeah, because the, they they did like whatever camera they were using to push in on it because it was only on that jib or whatever, wasn't it? But the the masks above the the thing when she came out was just like. Rup, rup, you know it wasn't it uh, was not good but it was better here and last night i actually thought they built a big thing above the ring and then i was like i was doing my like like that (laughs) is that and they built a big old ring oh no it's cgi the one thing that it did make me think of is i miss pyros yeah brock lesnar's entrance is is built for pyro and he goes and then nothing happens (laughs) yeah (laughs) you'd be like well just get to the ring come on yeah, they need more more physical things and less not. Although I don't mind the one, the CG. The, the, the one chap who had the squash later on uh, had like a, a swirly like Satan cloud. Yeah, that was kind the, of the weird the demon fella. Ghostbusters uh, warp thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what it, yeah, it did look like that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I quite like that. Yeah, that, that was one of the better ones. And I like the fact that match. No, no, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get. Yeah, yeah. Right. Where uh, are we? So, uh, end of end of the match was Rollins won, right? New champ. Yeah, yeah. It was I'd, I'd, like like you say. I think it was a, it finished strong as a match. I think it was it was a nice opener because they kind of built up to it. And I think that like one of the weird things I was thinking was with with Rollins' popularity and with Ziggler's capability, is this going to be this match is great, and then the rest of the night is just downhill from here. But it never, I don't think it quite did that. It, it kind of just set it up nicely, I thought. I suppose that's what it's meant to do as an opener. It didn't quite work for me, but that's more me than it, I think. I also I, I, I have to mention it, it isn't specific to SummerSlam, but Drew McIntyre's ring attire does trouble me greatly. Is it, uh, the big, weird, long vest thing? Yeah, because you kind of wear that if you're cold, but he's only got pants on. Like, as in underpants, as in wrestling Trunk, pants, not as trunks, in yeah. trousers. Trunks, yeah. yes, that is the word. So I think the whole combo just strikes me as very odd. I wish he was just wearing underpants. Just <laughs> 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 comes out in that and under- it's like, oh yeah, he's crazy. Yeah, it's just kind of like how you look if you, you know, if the mailman rings and you're, you know, you've not been paying attention, you've just got your dressing gown and your pants on. It's, that hasn't happened to me before, I'm just imagining. I think it has. Yeah, you're speaking from experience, sir. (laughs) What's wrong? Was it wasn't at home? It was at work. (laughs) Right. (laughs) 
I could count a penny for every time I'd been caught in my ring attire. This is about Drew McIntyre's <laughs> pants. It is not about me and my... I'm not going to tell you what underwear I wear. We don't need to know. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you think that it, so? I'm surprised to see blood in this match, uh, and I, I have been watching for quite some time. Um, so, so I know that kind of, at least Mark, I think you mentioned that they're kind of moving a bit away from the PG-13 slightly. Maybe they I don't seem know. Seem to have been pushing the boundaries of what it means just a touch more here and there, but but very clearly they wanted to get that blood off him because the white guy went for gloves, didn't he, quite quickly? Yeah, yeah, because my, my note is, is blood and then but rubber gloves, though. I mean, and I understand in, in this era it's probably the responsible thing to do, but if it was purposeful, then it was kind of lame as a bit, but I don't think it was, quite frankly. I, I, know, I don't, well, I don't remember a lot of this match, but I, I remember thinking, where did that even happen? Because it was somewhere side of his head like did he any idea where he caught himself or but i don't think it was intentional no i don't i think you saw a clear difference with the um charles and samoa joe the blood bit in that oh yeah yeah like it was wanted and fit in i think that was different Yeah. yeah i think you're right yeah i think that was probably accidental he was just like let's just get the match over with or whatever so uh, we came out of that match into a uh, uh, it was a, it was um, an evolution um, uh, pr- uh, uh, promo I think where they talked about the WWE uh, evolution which is the upcoming pay per view that is women only. Yeah. Oh, was this uh, the segment a, with the Bellas backstage? The Bella twins. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. like a weird fever dream where I was just like, I'm going to bed. This is dog shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're, they're deep, deeply dull, in my opinion. They just kept. It felt like they just kept going on. Oh, yeah, it did. It went on. I think from if I, the guess is right, and I'm not alone in thinking this. I think they're building up to Nikki Bella Ronda Rousey. Oh, interesting. I wondered about that later on, but okay. That's a horrible idea. Though. I know, but they're full of horrible ideas. Oh, I'm really looking forward to that show, and now you've just. Oh. Ugh. Oh, there's so be, many better gonna... matches they could do than that. Oh dear. Right. Uh, yeah, they're going to just do a do over of the of of the Charlotte Flair, um, uh, Becky Lynch kind of like we're best friends thing because like Ronda, uh, no, um, the, the Bellas were there supporting Rousey. Oh, that's, I wondered whether one of them was about to kick her in the womb. I have to admit, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Like it looked like that was about a turn because it was a bit too much. I was like, okay, we're going to have a turn, but it never happened. It's like the whole, they've got no pre-existing relationship. There was no reason for them to be hugging. It was just like, hey, let's hug. Yeah. And then no no shot to the baby maker or any other thing. It was just kind of like, oh. There's a few moments like that, actually, in the night that I watched and thought, oh, all right. Yeah, I thought, I actually, thinking about it, the Dean Ambrose, I wondered whether he was going to turn on him because he just looked angry as fuck for that entire match. And I was like, oh, is they, he going to be like, I just want to fight or whatever. Now he's back. Yeah, but again, all of the rumor online is that he will be having a heel turn. It's just okay. when when it happens. But then, what happened in Raw might kind of lead to that. Okay, let's carry on, and we'll come back to it, I guess. Because sure, do you want to do it now, or does it involve a third person? Like I, I assume so it, it involves might. many people. So we'll come back to it. Ooh. Okay, okay. Yeah, I've I've built that up more than it deserves, but, but I like this point. No. no. <laughs> Boo. He's got the body for it. 
Yes, he has. Stop going on about Terry Crews's body. Look, I, I just want to talk about it. <laughs> it's like one of your top three things. <laughs> Keep having to cut bits. Oh, folks, when he's talking about it on here, I cut it. All right? It's all the time. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> the comparison well, so like to like the rock man. I mean, come on, look at him. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite happy with you doing it, Gerard. I mean, I, 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 I've recently binged on Brooklyn Nine-Nine and... Um, I've got a lot of love for the man. I agree. He's great. Um, okay, next one. I also, I also uh, think he's great. Don't let me, don't, don't make me the bad guy here. <laughs> I know he's going to make you, I, I was going to try and make you into a racist then, but I decided yeah. against it. Come on. Everybody loves Terry Crews. I just Look, wish he wouldn't the, go on about his body as much. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, you were right, Gerard, to move on to the next match, which was the Bludgeon Brothers. It uh, was the... Oh, I, I completely got their name wrong. What'd you call them? I thought it was Gludgeon. What? <laughs> With a G, Gludgeon Brothers. Oh, I thought I, I was I hoping... I swear you... that's what it said on the, gla... on the, gla... on the graphic. On the, on the... Well, if you don't even know how to spell graphic. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping okay. you were going to say the Luncheon Brothers then, and you thought it was <laughs> some sort of meal team. They're, they're, yeah, they're, no, they're, so they're, they're like a, a lunch club. <laughs> nice, the Luncheon Brothers. Um, yeah, the New Day versus the the the, the Bludgeon Brothers, I guess. Um, uh, yeah, I, I still quite like the New Day, but I think last time we spoke about this, uh, I think both or one of you were saying that uh, that they they kind of feel like a bit of a tired act now. Um, and I, because I don't watch very much, they they still seem kind of pretty entertaining to me. Uh, with the pancakes and all that stuff and the the the, the audience participation. Um, what is the general feeling about the New Day right now? I I think if you... There are a lot who do feel that they are a little worn out by now. But, okay. I mean, I know there's been a lot of... A lot of the reaction to their feud with the Bloodstream Brothers has been frustration that they're still being pushed as hard as they are. Um okay. Well, unfortunately, that's probably true of the Bloodshed Brothers as well. But I think the truth is that, as a, as a set, Xavier Woods and Big E especially are genuinely very entertaining, and they can give you gold. So, you know, that's... Agreed. It's difficult, because they do do what they do very well, and they do still seem to get the crowd reaction. So, um, but yeah. you, in terms of... It, one thing I would say is, like, like Xavier Woods... For some reason, in the back of my head, I always have that he's the he's the weak part of the trio. But then, time after time, he just keeps proving that that's not right. Okay. Yeah, I'd be I'd agree with that. I mean, but it's difficult when you put him like Kofi was a proven single. Big E has got so much of an upside when you think about him. So it kind of makes sense that he naturally falls into third place. But that's still rarefied air, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Yeah, and at least they've got some personality. Whereas the the Bludgeons seem kind of nothingy to me. Um, you know, they've got their their weird um, their weird weird masks that they use uh, when they come out to the ring and stuff, and they, they just seem kind of like death metal hillbillies, which was which well, is they, just boring. It's frustrating, really, because they kind of. I, I remember when I when I started getting back into it a couple of years back. I remember having a chat with Mark and saying how oh, much I like the Wyatt family. Just as a gimmick, I like mm. that kind of hillbilly because when they had the two of them, Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt as the four, um, 
it was it was a nice gimmick and with the bludgeon brothers it's kind of like they've half-assed that part of the gimmick and then but they've tried to keep it going with the two least charismatic elements of it and it's, it just doesn't work i mean i actually like luke harper a lot eric rowan i i, I think he's just too uncharismatic personally I mean, the only thing he seems to do is grunt and stroke his beard in a maniacal way. And that's his yeah. only shtick. Yes, like that, Mark. But he has much more. <clears throat> <of it>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I, I, he seems to be the... He, I think Luke Harper has suffered slightly for having to bear um, <laughs> uh, Eric Rowan if that makes sense yeah. like they haven't got anything for him to do on his own whereas I think Luke Harper because he he, he, well, he did it for a while didn't he with his greasy vest and everything he could be a weird kind of outsider trailer park wrestler guy but instead it's like let's put him back together with that other guy who used to stand next to him and give him mallets and make him like weird dodgy metal Thor yeah, yeah. that said I don't remember this match so what happened <laughs> Well, it kind of opened up with a double team, and and my my note for it is uh, crucifix bomb religious iconography. Um, there you go. <laughs> nice. Call back to Raven. Yeah. Um, and and it seemed like they they kind of wanted to do the whole well they're kind of undefeatable type thing. Um, and yeah, I just I I didn't buy it, but it didn't seem like the audience did either. So I didn't think I was missing out on anything by not being current. No. It seemed, it seemed, you're right. I think the the only thing I would say on that is that they have really hyped up just how unbeatable they are. So they've had them sort of on the weekly shows. They've had them turning up and just tearing all the other teams apart. So I thought one of the big themes was the um, one of the big themes w- was the fact that the New Day actually gave them a fight and they actually did more to them than anyone else has done. And then Xavier Woods doing his flying elbow off the outside of the mat. Was the was that like? Well, they they, put, they had a DQ finish, which I I always think is crap. Having I hate them. Oh yeah, the the one of them used the mallet. Yeah, or whatever. DQ. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd forgotten about that. See, I forgot about it. You're right. That elbow to the the elbow to the floor though, it looked legitimately painful, but it was it was really good. Yeah, but it was kind of like they, they I, I liked that. I mean, what well, the note I actually made, like I make much notes because I am uh, much less notes because I am terribly disorganized. Much but the notes. one thing that is, I felt that it, it felt like on time, if that makes sense. It felt like someone had said to them, You've got 10 minutes. And they okay. went, Right, we're doing this. Because I think it was nine and a half minutes I clocked it at, and, and they fit. And that was a theme I actually felt throughout the night, that they actually kept it quite tight in a lot of ways, and they pushed where they could push. And I thought they did everything they needed to do. They told the story they needed to tell, and I didn't lose patience with it. And I was kind of like, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. A decent enough match. Um, yeah, w- Wikipedia says 9.45, and, and uh, yeah, none of the, the, the longest match was uh, the Miz and Baron Corbin uh, wait, Miz and Daniel Bryan, sorry. Yeah. Uh, and that was, which was 23 minutes. Um, okay. What was uh, the style Samoa come out? 22.45, so That's about the same. Those were the two long ones. Yeah, the, the opening match was pretty long too. It was 22, so. Um, yeah, I felt it. Yeah. 
Um, Adam, uh, in your point of view, is the was there a better match to be had from SmackDown? Because I know the Usos are still on SmackDown, but I don't really watch the weeklies. So I think the trouble is because the Bludgeon Brothers are beholding. They've kind of gone through everyone on TV, have they? Because to be fair, the Usos and the New Day were doing brilliant stuff. Like they were on. Um, those two or three pay-per-views back they oh. were on the undercard i remember and everyone was saying their match was the best match of the whole night and they were on the pre-show but the the usos and the new day do great things when they're put together but they did it um, like seven or eight times in a row didn't they because I, I remember being they were still good but i was just burnt out on seeing them together yeah and i think that's it i think it's difficult to know then what to do because i mean even uh, to be honest as a whole they are struggling at the moment for whatever reason, that it's just not getting it right. I mean, they've got Gallows and Anderson over on SmackDown now. But, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, but they're being oddly, totally misused at the moment as well. The WWE have a history of this. Uh, even at the height of the tag team division, in my perspective, uh, in like the early 2000s, when you had Edge and Christian, Hardy Boys, uh, uh, um, Dudley Brothers type people. Um, Dudley it, it felt Brothers? Like the... Dudley Brothers. Were they ever called the Dudley Boys? Brothers? Boys. Dudley boys, Dudley boys, the Hard- Dudley Hardy brothers, Dudley brothers. Um, uh, I'm a wrestling fan. Uh, they, they uh, <laughs> there were still missteps, and there were still people who felt kind of wasted. Mm. Um, I can't think of a specific <clears throat> example right now, but I remember thinking at the time, you know. So they've got a bit of a history of of, of that sort of thing, where where people, where, where good tag teams have kind of been put to waste. And I wonder how much politics is behind it. To be honest with you, I can think of it's a about people being in favour. And that yeah. would be the acolytes the Acolyte Protection Agency. You think about it, JBL went on to be the heavyweight champion and went on to be one of their main draws for years. But I always used to love the APA, you know, Farouk's catchphrase stuff. And damn. But, yeah, I think you're right. I think the tag teams, I don't know what it is, don't get it right. They never get it right. They seem to have brief moments of, 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 of genius, like uh, thinking about the, the, that time because the, the Dudley brothers and uh, Hardy, Hardy chaps and, and Christian and Edge did, did fabulous things together. But, but it, was, it was brief. Um, so, yeah, I think you're um, right. X-Pac and Kane is the only one I can think of, but, <laughs> but that's because no one gives a shit. Daniel Bryan back. For like two matches, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Team Hell No or whatever. Yeah, and it was like, oh, okay, they're bringing him back. And then it was like, hang on, Glenn Jacobs is being like a mayor, isn't he? So how the hell is that going to work? And then he wins and he's the mayor now, but he's still Kane and. I, I don't. And then that's gone away again. So it's it's all weird. I should think that was just kind of like nostalgia time wasting to get to something like the Miz match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, what do we do with him? Let's just give people the greatest hits. Yeah, everybody loves yeah. this thing. He'll say yes. Yeah, whatever. You know, so they just, I, yeah, no, but yeah, I think they did that at least one too many times. They should have just done it the once, I think. But I guess people liked it and then people were instantly sick of it. <laughs> You've no idea what we're talking about, don't you? I saw uh, in the Daniel Bryan stuff earlier on, uh, well, later on rather than in, in the mat, in, in the the pay per view, I saw a little, uh, little shot of him and standing next to Kane with the weird half mask and and assumed they must have done a rock and sock type thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they were both. Well, actually, Kane was probably face, but but um, 
Daniel Bryan was a heel and they did a team called Team Hell No. And oh, okay. uh, they would just, it was when Daniel Bryan's yes thing had become no, because when he turned, it was like, no, you know. So it, it was fun for a while. Okay. And then it, they did comedy skits where they sent them to couples therapy and ruined it. Okay, so 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 that was the the the, the New Day versus the Glushen Brothers, um, which I'm going to call them from now on. Um, and what did we have anything in between? Uh, I don't think I have anything. That was where I threw up my hands last night and went. Oh, to bed. <laughs> uh, Total Divas. There was a trailer for Total Divas, which looks absolutely vile. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you I, disagree? No, you know what? You've just reminded me, though. I did watch that trailer last night, and I and then this was—I think this was the decider on going to bed. Was I, I was watching it? And I was probably like this, like, and thinking, and literally thought to myself, "That feels like a show I could get into." <laughs> I love Islands over now. Yeah, and then I was just kind of like, "Go to bed, Mark," and that's what I did. So, and um, the the next match, which was uh, Owens versus um, Strowman was like like a complete reawakening. It was like the show started again. So I had all that energy of what I think I was supposed to have from the from the first match. But I, I from here on in I kind of was like, yeah not uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah This time I'm gonna let it all come out. Um uh, it was a squash. Yeah, I liked the squash. But it was it was so much like Owens just took such a beating. But he does it. He did it so well. Yeah, the way he can but, he can take a shoulder tackle and like three sixties yeah. is, is just amazing. I, the the one thing, I, I mean, I have an issue with with the with the squashes as a general, uh, which we'll come to in a second. But the one thing in the build up to the squash which I didn't like was how Braun just took the absolute no hit with the super kick. Oh, I like that. It, it just the way Braun kind of looked away, then looked back at him. To me, there's just, and my, I have an issue with this, which I'll come back to with Ronda Rousey as well. One of the big mistakes that they make with people like Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman is they make them too much. Okay. And then what do you do with it creatively? And where do you go with the fights when you've got guys who can take a super kick to the face and just be like, yeah, yeah. what? No, create create is, these like top level unstoppable machines and then, yeah. then suddenly no one believes in anyone else because no one can topple them and you're fucked. You, you know, yeah. yeah and they... it was kind of like, for him, like if he'd stumbled back and then roared back into him and destroyed him, I wouldn't have even noticed it. But it's the fact that he took one of Kevin Owens' big moves and didn't even react yeah. to it. Like, he just, just completely no-sold it. But I agree. Yeah. If he, a quick recovery is different, like a, a quick turnaround, where he, you know, like shakes it off like a like a stunned bear who's been smacked in the face by St I don't know a moose bear. <laughs> but that, that's, that's, that's that, exactly yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's got like spit and, and salmon guts on his face. Uh, that, that's 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 fine. But but you're right. No selling a super kick. It just it just completely delegitimizes everyone else. And I just imagine HBK from popcorn on the TV. <laughs> Um, I, I with the Braun Strowman thing, it made me laugh at the time, and I was just like, ah, so I was okay with it. But you're right; you're all both very, very right. We're uh, we're into territory where they're kind of uh, dangerously undervaluing other top guys at, to the expense of one guy. I suppose. Yeah, but I yeah. actually I, I agree with you that I liked the squash because I actually liked because especially with the build up mm. with Owens, it's kind of like Owens has been building it up as 
he'd got all these conditions and stipulations on the match that he could get Strowman through this or this or this. So you were expecting a, a crafty masterclass from him. Okay. So the way they handled it, I thought, yeah, okay, I'm down. And then watching it, I was genuinely, oh, okay. I was not expecting this. When, when Strowman actually picked him up for the power slam, right up to that point, I was thinking, "What? where's it going? What's he going to do? What, where's, what's Owens doing? And then it was kind of like, oh, shit. I agree. The opening video package kind of kind of led led me to think that that, that had been the case. I wasn't super invested because I hadn't been watching the, the the TV, but I think the the, the fact that he got him like uh, counted out and disqualified from a few matches in the run up, when I guess the Strowman guys thing is is kind of he's like animal Goldberg type guy, you know, undefeatable type thing. Um, that that seemed seemed to be kind of an interesting angle, but uh, I, I I tend to tend to find squash as a big letdown. So I, 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 if I've been more invested in it, I might have enjoyed it more. But it was I, I was a little bit like, oh, squash, really? Well, I, I, I have to say, both of the squashes really worked for me for different reasons. But I, I would agree on this, and for me, this was the first match of the night. <laughs> so I was just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yee! <laughs> so and and you know he th- he took those shoulder tackles and I was just kind of like fuck. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, I was amazed by that, and it really showcased how good Kevin Owens is without costing Braun Strowman how little he can do in a way. Mm-hmm. So it built both of them somehow. For me, yeah. No, I think that's right. Sense. It kind of. Without, because Owens, you always think like, you know, without being around the bush, Kevin Owens should be in virtually everyone's top three or five wrestlers. He's Agreed. so good. He's so convincing. He's so good at what he does. And you kind of, with something like that, the worry is that he'll start getting pissed off, or he's not getting. They do need to do more with him, mm. but at least it, it was done in a way that you could still appreciate him for what he is. Yeah, agree. Yeah, that choke slam on the ramp, if it was a choke slam, I can't oh, remember. Oh, I've remember. gone, that looked painful. Man, that looked painful. Yeah, yeah that Fuck. looked really painful. Yeah, yeah. well, for that... There's no, no padding out there. From the crowd. Yeah. I thought, yeah, okay, fair enough, I deserve that. What chant did they do? Sure. Holy shit. Holy shit. Yeah, uh, I don't remember that. But yeah, and then uh, we went into the SmackDown Women's Champ match, which was uh, Carmella, <laughs> Becky Lynch. <laughs> you know. Um... <laughs> Uh, Carmella, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte Flair. Uh, who is the GM of Raw? Who is Paige? Paige, she was a performer for a while, but she, I think her back went or something. So she was kind of retired in an Edge style fashion. So she was oh, okay. she was one of the 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 first of this era of uh, women not divas. Um, uh, maybe four years ago. And uh, yeah, okay. and then she kind of had to had to retire. She had some neck surgery. She came back, two matches, and she she was retired. It was just there was no mm. bouncing back from whatever the neck spine thing was she had. Yeah, it's it quite it's quite weird because she was she was like when they're talking about all the evolution stuff. She is quite she was seen as being one of the big ones. Mm. And they made this whole what is it the, my family that film thing? Oh yeah, she's got a film coming out with The Rock. Yeah, oh, The Rock okay. company's producing. It's yeah. all about a film about how she got into wrestling and all the rest of it. But she, yeah, it was quite weird because she's, she's 
I assume she's not anymore, but she was going out with Alberto Del Rio. Yeah, that seemed like a poisonous, that, abusive relationship. Yeah, it's but over that was now. causing all kinds of problems for the company, I yeah. think, because he left WWE and went to TNA and was doing, was it Impact? I can't remember whichever, but he went off. It's all the same, did, no one cares, no one's watching yeah. He went off and did all that CFW. stuff. It kind of felt like she was in an awkward position, but then she came back, and then it was, it was like, yeah, she lasted two matches and she was done. Yeah, it was a shame because it did seem like dead split, and she was back to because I think they drank a lot. <laughs> like if you saw any of the videos and stuff they released, like Alberto Del Rio would just be on fucking Periscope, being like, "Oh, fight Triple H," you know, and. Um, right. Yeah, it just seemed like it was a horrible, poisonous relationship of a thing, um, yeah. based on what you saw on the internet. And um, okay, that ended. She came back, and it was like, she, yeah, she's got the movie, she's got the thing, she's gonna be all right. And then, but her family is the World Association Wrestling, I think they are up in Norfolk, so they've got quite okay. a, quite a heritage here. And um, there was a they did a Channel Four documentary a couple of years ago, and essentially the Channel Four documentary is the basis for this film. Okay, cool. It's... Yeah, I mean, she's. I figured the reason I asked the question is because I figured that she she seemed like, like not just another talking head type person who they sometimes put in those those backstage positions. Yeah. Uh, I figured there must be some history behind her, but I've just missed it. So if you that, get... that's that's sorry, no, it's just cool that, that she's stuck around even even post injury. They must see something in her. I think they have her under a very long term contract, and they want to do something with her. <laughs> All right. Basically, if you get injured <laughs> now. If you get injured yeah. and you're retired, you become uh, SmackDown GM. Daniel Bryan did it. Okay. She's doing it. Yeah. If Edge was still around. Foley did it in 2001. <laughs> Foley he was, sem- was good. He was semi-retired at that point. Foley is good, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I guess you said it was like four. It's been about four years, which again shows my ignorance and how, how long I've been out of it. But I, I did make a note of the... the um, I think it was Becky Lynch said... Or maybe it was Charlotte Flair said you're a diva living in a women's era. Yeah, which was kind of interesting, and 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 feels like they're trying to. I wrote that down. Shrug shrug off the 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 misogyny of the past a little bit and move forward. Yeah. Um. And and then the whole evolution thing and and some of the stuff, the clips of Stephanie and those sorts of things seem seem to confirm that. So, uh, positive direction for for the WWE. I think. Agree. Um, Hopefully. I would. I and I like the nod. I wrote that down too. The diva nod in the video. Is almost yeah. like they're kind of not they're not embracing it obviously, but they're kind of like they're sort of they're not and it wasn't kind of a negative it was just showing the contrast I think and it showed now that it's almost come full circle that you can have that diva-ish character in Carmella and I like Carmella I think she's actually pretty good she's mm. not she's not necessarily the most athletic in ring but there's still space to have that over the top character not performer type thing and she yeah, does it quite well. And mm-hmm. um, and so because of that, it was kind of like that nod. Actually, it's like, oh yeah, you can still have that segment, but it doesn't have to be the whole division. Sure. And I, I so I kind of dig it for that. But she isn't she isn't the best in ring worker, but the, she can talk and she's that she knows what that character is that weird sort of action figure character. <laughs> See, my, my big note from this match is the big note I've got for the whole match was. Carmella's in-ring work. I actually thought she did really well. Oh, she did on this one, but yeah, we've both seen her do shit in the past. Yeah. In this, she was bringing it against those two. Because I actually thought of the three of them, I mean, I found the whole dynamic really interesting because the whole, and obviously with the way it ended and what happened afterwards, the whole thing that, you know, Becky Lynch worked her way up 
through the independent mm. and through all the you know through the hard work so she knows it inside out and then charlotte's kind of gifted into it through her dad and then carmela's this like you said like the diva personality but i actually thought out of all of it it was charlotte was the one i thought there was a couple of spots from her that that fell short yeah, or yeah, looked yeah. a little bit sloppy and she's normally quite tight and i was actually thought it was quite poor from her and carmela maybe because of that she actually came out of it smelling of roses i thought yeah, no, I, I, the the bit on the ropes where she was using the ropes to her advantage, and she sort of climbed up the ropes, and her feet were on the top rope, pointing down. I yeah, thought was, was I thought that was amazing. Um, uh, the only the only exception to to, to uh, Charlotte Flair, I would say, in there uh, being sloppy, well, not necessarily sloppy, but just not on form, was her twisty moonplex thing. They never looked the great. Was, I thought it looked great. I thought it was fantastic. Oh, really? Yeah. I actually made I really a note. That. I made a note that that was my least favorite part. Not. Not oh, really? Because of the moon salt, but because if you watched Lynch and Carmella, they were just hanging around waiting for her yeah. to do it. Well, they always they were, are. That's true. That kind of thing really gets on my tits with the matches. When you actually see them, it's like sometimes when you see them setting up a big suicide dive and they manage to congregate 20 people in one spot. Yeah, just to catch them. Or just stand around going, oh, we'll catch you. It's just they that. always do it more artistically than ECW used to do. Yeah. It's true. They do. Just let them fall. They're fine. It's concrete. It's nice, soft, <laughs> forgiving concrete in ECW. Um, this one, though, it's almost like they weren't there because she almost landed on her feet, didn't she? I think she did kind of land on her feet. She ever rotated? Yeah. Yeah. Well, all of hers look like that because she's quite tall, and I'm not yeah. sure she can quite get the height. And they always look like I feel like one day her knees are just gonna, you know. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, Maybe I just thought it looked cool because I hadn't, hadn't seen her do it before. So. Yeah, I mean, it does look cool, but it looks better. They Sometimes they shoot it from quite far away, and you just see her kind of off the ring doing that. And, yeah. and it looks better like that than a close-up. It just kind of looks always looks ugly to me, close-up. And okay. I always worry about it. It's like Big E's shoulder barge thing, which I don't know whether he did in this match. But I always feel like he's just going to land and break his shoulder. Uh, Big E was kind of not really a part of much of it anyway, was he? He was kind of in and out, but... I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's very tired. Injured, I think he's done his ribs. Oh, oh, right, okay. Is he actually? So he's actually injured at the moment. I don't know if they if it's kayfabe or if it's real or if it's right. I don't. I have no idea. I, I don't know. They okay. did a great joke on it in SmackDown where they said, "How's your ribs?" and he said, "Great." And he was actually eating some ribs, eating which some was ribs. yeah, beautiful. Which, that was it. Was actually done very nicely. But, Just uh, they slowly come in out of shot. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. I love it. Um, what have I got? What else? What notes have I got for this one? Oh, the uh, bit where she pulled the hair the and then and then um, uh, uh, Charlotte was behind her and she just turned around and was like, Mary! I love that. I thought that was great. Yeah. That was fun. Um, oh, I've got I've, I said she was an action figure, but I've actually written human Snapchat filter, Carmella. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good description yeah i think that it's that's yeah. you know it's character first kind of stuff and i kind of dig that yeah but, uh, um i i really enjoyed it um has anybody yeah. got anything else to say uh no just uh, after uh, the end, end of the match i thought it, it was a pretty decent match but end of the match um kind of felt like maybe there was a uh heel turn in the works for lynch because she seems very much a face right now actually i was i wondered whether um Charlotte had turned on her when she, because obviously she pinned her first 
Yeah. You know, when she pinned her and won and everything, and you're just like, was that was that a heel? What the hell just happened there? And then and then mm-hmm. they're hugging and she's doing the cover in her mouth because they're be- they are be- legit best friends. Uh, and they're mm. like, it must have been like, I'm gonna turn on you now, fuck you. Um, and then, then yeah, that seemed like a heel turn for Becky. Was that followed up on SmackDown? Yeah, she's yeah, a, heel? a heel turn. Nice it's heel turn for Lynch. But I mean, okay. it, it's I found it interesting because I, I don't know if you picked up, but there's one point where, like, the crowd seemed completely behind Lynch. Oh, they really did. There was, there was a point where they started booing Flair. Yeah, it wasn't major, but there was a point where they started doing it, and it was. I had a question about that. Is, is is Flair a heel? No, she's best no. cast okay. as a heel. She she makes a better heel than she does a babyface. Yeah, okay. but she, I think the thing was this was a this was well obviously it wasn't booked as but ever but it, it was played as a Carmella versus Becky Lynch for weeks, yeah. and then okay. at the last minute Flair got it. Yeah, changed, the video package. Which really yeah, 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 put me on that. Yeah. That. Thing. So it worked. I think it, it actually worked with the heel turn, like the narrative fit that Lynch has done all that work to finally get a shot, and then yeah. her best mate just nicked in there. It's so very much a thing. swerve, though, from what people expected, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which Russo. is a good thing sometimes. <laughs> Russo. Uh, I, I did notice that that uh, um, Flair, when she was sitting the other side of the SmackDown announce table, real real tears, or you know, at least at least she produced. They, they weren't. It wasn't sweat or like eye drops. She's a Flair. Yeah. And Rick would cry walking to the ring. Good point. Good point. He would, Good he point. would cry at the the. the Anything. <laughs> yeah, what, what's the last six months of Nitro is actually uh, every every one of them seemed to open with him getting more and more worked up, sweaty and, and tearful. Yeah, it's it's all good point. All, one of the like top three things he does is like elbow drop his own jacket, <laughs> cry, <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, and bleed. <laughs> Ric Flair. Um, the the crowd being against her that was amazing because when when Becky was beating up. Carmella outside the ring, they they start chanting "Do it!" <laughs> like yeah, after she'd hit her once or twice, they're like "Do it, do it, do it!" And then when she was down and crying, and Becky was walking off, they started chanting "You deserve it." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to uh, to to um <laughs> to Flair to Flair, yeah. but it's a New York crowd, right. isn't it? Of course, they're gonna be all yeah, like, that's true. you know, Irish. Yeah. Well, I don't know about the Irish thing, but they they're definitely gonna be against what WWE would want them to be doing. True, true. And, gonna... and there was a few examples of that later on in the night. I don't know if you noticed. If you noticed I, probably, mm-hmm. I probably have them. Yeah, uh, particularly in the next match. Um, yes. uh, yeah. I will see. Oh, yeah, there's, there's uh, definitely one thing in there that will have made Vince very angry. Oh, so. Yeah, that's exactly it. I did enjoy that. So Yeah. Shall we go on to that now? Oh, yeah, one. let's let's go let's go on to the next match. Next match was uh, uh, I was at Joey Styles, AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. <laughs> um, uh, for, for me, my, my comment, my first comment was "fuck me." It's a TNA match from ten years ago. I have that from ten years ago on Bravo on a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because it yeah. would have been one of their pay per views that lasted like nine years with adverts. <laughs> it would have been, yeah, yeah, like Bound for Glory or something. Uh, yeah. I, I had exactly the same reaction. It, I, I, like the, when the TNA chance came, it, it, I did. I just started laughing out loud. 
Yeah. Yeah. At first, I thought I was mishearing it. I thought I was mishearing like an AJ chant, and then I listened a little bit closer. I was like, "Oh no, no, never mind." It's not what it is. Yeah. No. I mean, we, they, they, it's not the first time that sort of things happened. Back in back in the day before the ECW purchase, you get AC Dub chants yeah. in, particularly in New York or Philly, when uh, when when people who'd come over would would uh, would wrestle one another. So, you know, it's the, the, there's there's form for it. So, so in, interestingly, I, I I watched this on um uh, uh my, my comcast uh xfinity streaming thing um did, you watched it on the network they didn't like cut it out on the network or anything no i should think okay. we got the same well did you watch it how did you watch it through Co- comcast uh on demand it was free so i watched it oh shit that. so yeah. right right so you didn't i wonder if that is just the network feed underneath it or something, or whether it's more like a pay-per-view stream or something. Interesting. Well, random. How did you watch it, Adam? Did you just download it? Uh, I watched it through entirely legal means. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> um, uh, what were we saying? Uh, I, I was just curious to see if there was, if there was, yeah, edit, uh, if there was uh, a difference between the network version and what, what I would assume would be just a rec- recording of the TV version. I there was there is one significant thing later on that was silenced, and if it was silenced, then, yeah, 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 for me, yeah, well. then it's the mm-hmm. same stream. I should think, okay. it, I should think it's all coming off WWE's servers. Yeah, I'd so, imagine so. Okay, pop matters maybe. Uh, so, so the setup for this uh, uh, reminded me um, uh, very much of uh, TNA, ta- Take a D- Turning D- Point Sarah 2007. What's that, sorry? Uh, no, it reminded me of the Take a DDP Sarah stuff. Oh, okay. Because Joe's messing with his family and stuff, yeah. you know, and th- those really shitty pictures of, of AJ as the a family man sitting on the on the grass under a tree, and and it just kind of reminded me a lot of a lot of that stuff where. It's like he's messing with, with with his mind. He's going too far, kind of stuff. Um, yeah. But uh, that, that all being said, I'm still not really a Samoa Joe fan. Oh, okay, he's, he's a hell of a talker, though. You can't deny that. He is. He is a hell of a talker. I just, I'm, I'm not See, a big fan of his in room work. I, I, I just liked. I, I, I liked the way he did it. That whole daddy thing. Just yeah, the yeah. fact he instantly got the whole crowd chanting, "Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy?" That was, no, that was good. Once daddy. I figured out what that chant was, I was yeah. Yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, I, I think the, in a weird way, it's like my note on the match as it was, was that it was exactly what I expected. In, okay. in that the, they're both, I thought they both did good. There's some nice combination stuff. I like some of the submission kick out and rolls into other bits. But it, to be honest, there's nothing there until obviously the flip at the end that, that was really a draw. I don't think it was just a decent match from two good professionals. Yeah, who is that? The bit where AJ, AJ started to do his. I don't know what his signature move is, but Styles that clash. one where the Styles Clash, where he didn't get the second second arm hooked because he realised this guy's too heavy. I'm going to drop him. I've got to go. I've got to go. And he smashed his mouth. I think uh, when he did it, uh, there was a bit. Of, he had a bit of a bloody mouth. He's broken people's neck with that move. Or well, no, he hasn't by rights. People's necks have been broken doing that move because if you don't sort of tuck your head back, I think. So when yeah. AJ first left TNA, he was doing indie matches with stars of the time, and it was almost just like a roster of broken necks that happened at shows. And it's just like, damn. I thought he was going to stop doing it for a while, but it was literally a case of he went to Japan and worked with you know 10 year pros and it was just fine again it was like 
randomly working with either new people or people who didn't know how to take it and just bad things happen for a bit. Yeah. Well, interestingly, um, Jericho talked about it. Apparently, Vince Vince McMahon was of a view he didn't want it happening. And apparently, Jericho yeah. stepped in at the time and said, he was one of the first who had a match with him and said, I want you to do it. I want oh, you shit. to do the Styles Clash. And I want to show Vince that it can be done. Okay. Uh, it can be done safely. Jericho, Fair enough. Being Jericho. Uh, good for him, though, because, because the WWE and F actually has form for for kind of overreacting to that sort of stuff, understandably, because it could probably cost them a lot of money if they if they ended up uh, on the wrong end of a, a lawsuit. But f- for years, we didn't see any kind of pile driver um, because of Austin. Austin, even then, you no, know, American Badass era, Taker did not do the tombstone. It's true, he didn't, you're right, you're right, you're right. It, it, was, it wasn't, I think when, maybe as big evil he did, but it, it could have been when he, when he reclaimed the old t- Taker uh, gimmick that they started doing it again. Um, we, yeah, it, I, I, so I'm, I'm kind of glad that, that Jericho had the balls to step up and do that. But I suppose he doesn't—he doesn't really need it. He can go go touring with his band whenever he wants and be perfectly happy. He, he's wrestling for New Japan at the moment. Oh, is he really good for him? Yeah, not in the US. He does it. He only works in Japan for them. He must have been somewhere in Europe recently because I saw him hanging out with the drummer from Dragon Force. Oh, I think he's on, on Instagram tour right now. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Interestingly. Um, uh, uh, I've completely forgotten what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, that is interesting. At the moment, his, book, his big thing at the moment is his rock and rage of cruise. Oh, yeah, he's doing one of those cruises. He's doing his, his oh, really? labelled wrestling cruise with rock bands. But he's got some, I mean, he's got Kenny Omega and mm. uh, the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes. I think he's got he's got all the big stars of the the non-WWE circuits yeah. on involved. Okay. Yeah, a bunch oh, of ROH for impact him. people and all sorts. Uh, tickets still available. Cool. Book, your, <laughs> book your cabin now. Uh, back to that the, the match we were talking about, though. I always forget about AJ's silly gloves until the start of the match. I'm just it's here to sell giant... some gloves and wrestle. Well, yeah. we said that one time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it, it looked like it, what he looks like to me sometimes is um, like a kid who is is in goal at a football match. And his parents bought him some gloves, but didn't know his size, and they bought a size too big. <laughs> That's what it looks like to me. <laughs> I, I, I really like AJ's. Uh, I've liked him since the TNA days. I think he's an excellent, excellent worker. Uh, he doesn't do as much aerial stuff as he once did, but that's an age thing, I'm sure. That's um, a lot of it, though. He still does a lot, but yeah, not as fair, much as once. I mean, the yeah. flying forearm is still a hell of a thing. It is, yeah, and I like I like his springboard off the top rope. Uh, those tend to be really fun. Um, but yeah, I thought it was it was actually a decent match, aside from uh, several very low energy points, where it seemed seemed like the crowd was just dead silent and what weren't invested at all. And there were there were some fairly high peaks, but it seemed like there were some pretty low lows as well uh, uh, throughout this match. And I, and I was ki- kind of surprised at that because this is a pretty big matchup, I think, and it seems like they've they've done a lot of run up to it. So mm. I, I was a little bit surprised that that the crowd wasn't as constantly in, in, involved as as you would expect. I didn't notice the crowd energy, but I have a note that says Joe looks like he wants a glass of lemonade and a lie down, and I would assume that that was the same point. <laughs> Yeah. Probably. <laughs> uh, yeah, he did look like that. That's, I mean, it, you you know my feelings on on Samoa Joe. He, he's 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 fine, but he's always relied a little bit too much on the on the the facial expressions. Mm. I, I feel in ring mm, and and of. yeah, kind of like oh, I'm really mad. Yeah. Um, uh, those the kicks were pretty good. 
uh, some of those really high kicks that he does. It's pretty impressive for a big man yeah. that he can get his legs that high. Um, and uh, his counter submission to, to when uh, when AJ had like a, some kind of a submission hold on, on his leg at the end. What's it called? The calf crusher. The, the calf crusher at the end. And, and I, I love Samoa, the way Samoa Joe got out of it. Do you remember? He just picked him up and just started bashing him on the mat. It was yeah, fantastic. He just smashed his head, <laughs> like, didn't he? Yeah. It was that's, that's like the most innovative way to get out of a submission. I, I completely missed right. that. That I have a note about something I missed, and it must have been that because I was I was taking a picture of Ed who had fallen asleep on my sofa, <laughs> <laughs> and I missed uh, I missed something, and it was it must have been that. Probably it was great. Brilliant. And then uh, toward the end of the match, we well I guess right at the end of the match because it's it's what caused the the end was uh, we got we got a chair. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. How often does that happen these days? There's a, there's a couple of things that happened in it that I, I made a couple of notes on because I thought it was weird. Like they, they severely underplayed, which surprised me. But Styles attacked two of the crew. That's true. They did. did. Yeah. The barrier, and they didn't make a, any kind of deal out of that. And I thought that was going to be a whole big thing about him losing it. Yeah. And then the, the other note I made was, um, and I guess this is the stuffy father and the that kid was far too young to be there. Oh, you think? What, his daughter? Yeah. She certainly yeah. didn't like being held by him when he was bl- all bloody at the yeah. end there. She she would reach back for her mom very quickly. That's going to be yeah. the uh, the Noel Foley bit from uh, oh, yeah. Beyond the Mat one day, isn't it? Beyond the Mat, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. It wasn't, to be honest, it wasn't even that reaction. Because obviously, like I say, that blood bit looked fully intended after he yeah, sent Noel into the steps and all the rest of it. But okay. then, like, it was just as soon as they cut when he was... <laughs> So I'm laughing because I'm already I'm already loving the fact that um, Wendy's the the fast food joint has latched onto this whole thing because you know Samojo doing the Wendy. Yeah, have they really? That's I awesome. Love the fact they've already picked up on it and they're using it as like a viral thing. Nice. So when he started doing that whole, you know, I, I know I told you that his daddy's coming home, but and when he started all that and they cut, I, I look, I genuinely looked at his daughter and think and thought, too young. I do, like that girl. I, I don't know what the hell she's making of any of this, or how tired she's going to be. But I, how I just, tired she's going to be? It's just like no. Well, you think yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking know. she's falling asleep in the car on the way home, and I'm trying to keep her awake, like Owen. Yeah, but we we took <laughs> Owen when he was six yeah. for one of the live events, and he was shattered after about an hour. I mean, it, I mean, he yeah. He, he yeah and she did look four or five. Uh, you're, you're, that's that's a good point. Yeah. To, to, I wonder how much how much her mom is just kind of saying. Just remember, it's you know, Uncle Joe's a lovely guy. I was about isn't to say, real. Yeah, she's probably known Joe since she was born. Yeah, because yeah. their friendship goes all the way back. Oh, also, when they oh, showed yeah. that picture of them, did you know? Oh the, yeah, there was there was the the side of Christopher Daniels's head, and it was just sort of cropped <laughs> out. And I was like, oh, poor old Chris Daniels. <laughs> I missed that actually. That <laughs> it was, was just funny. sort of this slow zoom on a picture of them looking all young, and there was like just a head, and I was like, that's Christopher fucking Daniels. <laughs> oh, that that, that that reminds me actually. That that's that's one thing that bothered me. It was one of those pre-programmed bits throughout this match from the commentators. Uh, they they at d- differing times called him a combat athlete and a hybrid athlete. Smojo. They kept calling it, referring okay. to him as a combat athlete or a hybrid athlete. And it's like, I know I can see you trying to do something. I can see I can see it on a t-shirt, but it's kind of lame. Yeah. 
so that was the end of that match. It was uh, DQ. Um, uh, yeah, I guess Joe wins via DQ, but yeah. no title change. No title change. Yeah. Well, that actually, going back right back to the beginning, I have a note that just says, this is almost set up like AJ can't lose. But I assumed the point of it was that Joe was going to win the belt and be all-conquering, I'm a heel champ guy. Because, he, he, to be honest, he's at the point where he deserves it, and AJ could probably do with the rest because he's had the belt for 18 years or whatever. And um, But then they was, the way they were setting it up in the run-up to it was just like, he can't lose this belt, else it's literally like his family and everything. It's just, yeah. there's no way. And so having the, the slightly messy, mad guy finish actually, you know, at least it prolongs it for now and maybe he gets the belt when this story's gone away. Yeah, no, it's spot on, really. I mean, it, like, contrasted to the, the bludgeon earlier, and it, it was a it, the DQ finish, which I normally hate. I didn't because of how they worked it and yeah. how, it had, how it came about. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Do you think his, so, time, his time is coming with that belt? I think it is. I mean, I wouldn't... I, I, I think AJ is one of their big hitters for merchandise so they'll be careful with that won't they but mm. I, I don't know I think it's due and he does still seem to get a lot of props from the crowd so yeah. plus that, that that feud has got legs in it by the look of it it's true well it's it's been going for 10 years at this point the, the, Joe's kind of face as he walked back up the ramp and you could tell it wasn't over mm. um, uh, so who the fuck is Elias Elias is a traditionally entertaining um, heel modern hipster honky-tonk drifter man um, who weirdly had a number one selling record on iTunes recently, even though it was like five tracks of nothing. Um, but uh, in this was was a pointless like piss break, I think, Time for a lot of people. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it weirdly felt, like Adam was saying earlier on, how planned out the show felt. It yeah. didn't really make sense to, to do this here or do it at all. I, I couldn't tell if we were supposed to like him at first. And, and then, you know, there was that cheap heat on, on New Yorkers. Disgusting uh, New Yorkers, I wrote that down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it just but, kind of felt like nothing. He, I thought he was actually going to sing, and then he just broke his gimmick guitar. Yeah. Well, it, it, was, it was weird, because they've had this for too long, too long, where Bobby Lashley comes out when he's singing, stops his song and beats him up. Oh yeah, just um, add, just to address Gerard's face, Bobby Lashley is back and he's a, a medium top guy on Raw. Yeah, so they've had okay. that, so that's kind of what you were expecting. And this was one of the night's moments, where I referred to those odd moments where I kind of went, what? And when, like, I assume that he didn't accidentally pull his guitar apart. No, it looked like he so, tried no. to do it. Yeah, yeah. and so what the point was because it never went anywhere no. there was no joke made of it like when that happened i was expecting lashley to come out and be like i played you now i'm going to beat you up again and that would be oh, okay there you go there's their bit but it didn't it never went anywhere no i've literally no, he just kind of stepped out of his light and made some noises and it was it was that was it it was terrible and that was really just because it, it genuinely it makes me smile when he comes on i do i do look forward to what nonsense he's going to come out with and he is generally quite entertaining yep but okay. no, nothing. Just yeah, a example for me. Uh, the last live show where he did that when we were together, Adam. Do you remember we all sang along to "Don't Look Back in Anger" or whatever it was? <laughs> yeah, I think it was Wonderwall, wasn't it? Was it Wonderwall? It was, yeah, it was thingy, wasn't it? Um, Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode came out with him. Yeah, and Sam. even even Robert Wonderwall. was singing along to Wonderwall at that show. Yeah. 
That's a glorious image. Glorious. So you can get into it and you can just laugh and joke and like Bobby Roode, I think in that segment that we saw in Birmingham wasn't meant to sing with him, but he almost corpsed and they just did it and then, then he got a guitar over the head or whatever the hell it was and it was an All easy right. night for both of them. You know, they, they got paid for singing and doing not much. Because no match it came out of it, it was just a segment. A sense like fun. I mean, this this one in in in, uh, uh, in SummerSlam felt a lot like that moment in the last pay per view that we watched together, where uh, or uh, talked about rather, um, where Maria and whoever that fella is came out and, and oh, tried yeah, to do yeah. the whole. Um, I remember he took her last name, yeah. Um, but I, yeah, they tried to do that whole you know with the love thing, and and it just felt utterly flat yeah. so that's just kind of how it felt to me it's a shame it's a shame because clearly it sounds like it's normally a, a decent bit but yeah my comment is that was lame i've just got point question mark and i in the run-up to this year's um wrestlemania i was becoming a, a really good a really good fan a really big fan of elias and because yeah. he's just constantly entertaining shtick and he he actually can wrestle you oh. know in a kind of weird fight kind of like wait well, he's got a style and and it does work it's not just all honky tonk bullshit um but uh but yeah he just doesn't do it very often he makes a lot of money for for not a lot of work i think was he work a lot on tv kind of... um to be honest the tv thing has been largely guitar either beats down some poor schmuck easily or somebody like bobby lashley comes down and beats him up easily it was Bobby Roode for a bit, then it's Bobby Lashley. Got a problem with Bobby's, basically. Yeah. There's some Bobby Vendetta thing going on. I'm going to have to move my dad out of Worcester. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he knows He knows he's coming. That's you funny. sang Wonderwall guitar. <laughs> he, he's, at first, he was coming off to me as, as kind of like a... Um, uh, what was that movie with Paul Rudd and... Uh, uh, Wanderlust. Do you remember that? that oh, movie yeah, yeah, where, yeah. Where he, he felt like that kind of hippie commune spiritual guru type guy, like like uh, new agey cult leader. Is, was 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 what I was I was picking up on at first, but that that started to ebb away, and I was like, oh, maybe that'd be a good a good route for him. He could kind of have a stable of of granola e type wrestlers. They haven't done that before. So yeah, that's <laughs> true. Be fun. They probably could. But yeah, his whole walk with Elias thing is like it's yeah. It's the fans love doing it, but then he has to call them disgusting New Yorkers to remind them he's a heel. It's a right, real, yeah. it's a real strange dynamic. Yeah, um, kind of a mixed bag. Yeah, but it's quite entertaining. So, anyway, we've talked about it for yeah. longer than it went on. Should we move? True. Good point. Yes. <laughs> We're at one um, hour thirty-seven for this. Would you believe? Okay. <laughs> Dang. Uh, next match was uh, Miz and Daniel Bryan, mm. um, and so I. I it seemed to me from the very start, in fact, before the start, right after the Elias bit, they did, they did uh, that, that little, um, they did some, some, an interview, and it seemed like they were cheering for the Miz. And, and, like, it's, it, they seemed, and throughout the whole match, it seemed there was mixed support for, between the Miz and Daniel Bryan, which kind of surprised me because I thought Daniel Bryan's a very over face and the Miz is kind of like just everyone pretty much hates him, but I must be wrong. I didn't notice that at all. Did you notice that, Adam? And I, know, I did notice there was the segment where The Miz ran into the B team early on. Yes. And he did get quite a big cheer. As soon as he appeared, um, there was a cheer from the crowd. Yeah, he had his stupid white glasses on. But I've said during, yeah. the, during the match, I didn't pick up as much of that. 
So there was there were the two times in the match I noticed where there were Daniel Bryan chants and it was Daniel Bryan, let's go Miz. Oh, Daniel really? Bryan, okay. let's go Miz. It's like two warring chants. The way that the WWE universe is now, uh, I don't know why I'm doing quotation marks in the air. I'm the only one without a camera. Um, but it, you just get the feeling that they'll do that just to be contrary because they're ourselves. Okay. Yeah, they do. Well, that's that's kind of especially with a New York crowd. Like, you, you you're in the old ECW kind of area, aren't you? And everyone's going to be a bit of a yeah. dick about it, you know, because they they're there to have as much fun. Actually, there's a great note I've got for this later on, but we'll come back to it. Um, Something. I, one of my first notes that I have to mention before the match proper, because I don't know if you guys got it or if it was just me. I felt like the lead-in stuff, the footage and the promo for the match was about ten times longer than any other match before it. I don't know what it was. It just felt like it went on and on and on and on, building the match up. That's interesting because my note says I I imagine that video would be better. Yeah. Because there's so much good stuff that I remember happening, and most of it wasn't in there. But they had a lot of this to camera, like "Dad, I'm gonna beat you up" kind of type shit, and I was, it didn't really work for me. It was just a bit blah. Yeah. Well. To, to, to kick off the rest of the conversation, my, my next note on the match as a whole is, and this is where I think people will disagree with me, it's the first match of the night that I felt let down by. Didn't enjoy it. It was fine. I mean, it, I imagined the video would be better and I imagined the the story would be better and I... If anything, I, I I would say I imagined I would have had less questions than I did because this story should tell itself. Yeah. But Ed woke up at this point and went, is this the yes guy? <laughs> As he was coming Excellent. down a ramp that said yes like 18 times. And I just turned to him and went, what do you think? <laughs> um, yeah. I think my big issue with this one, and it, like you talk about the in-ring storytelling, is how strong they made the Miz look in comparison to Brian. That's that fair. really, yeah. really got my back up. Because bearing in mind that the Miz, part of the thing is how much he copycats Daniel Bryan. Okay. With the, with, you know, not just with the kicks, but with his whole approach. And then to have him fairly going toe-to-toe for what felt like quite a long match was a bit like, well, I think, did you say this one was the longest one? It, ah, oh, I just, it, it just didn't work for me because yes. I, with the, I think because of the, yes, yes, the squash. Yes, yes. Previously, I thought, yeah, okay, they're going to do it again. They're going to have him teach the Miz a lesson. So when they didn't, it felt a bit like, ah, oh, come on. Um, my biggest question of this was in terms of making the Miz look better. There was a thing a while yeah. back about Daniel Bryan hadn't signed a new contract because of his whole concussion situation. How tight they are on him has he not re-signed because the ending and the way they made the Miz look good feeds into a story of like the old traditional way a wrestler would leave and would make the guy that they left behind look good and leave the door open for later and whatnot and it felt like that in the segment later on where it was like oh yeah it's okay it's the story probably end the other way kind of thing was either setting up for a long-term feud I I don't think if I'll tell you what happened on SmackDown uh, in a bit, which I don't think 
it, it fits more with what happened. You know, they went back and showed Daniel Bryan discussing it with Bree. Yes. It fits more with what that conversation right, was so than anything else. There probably will be another match, and then because this felt like it. If I was doing it, armchair Booker guy, Miz gets the belt somehow, and then Miz versus Bryan is a long build to WrestleMania. Or Helena Cell will be Miz and Maurice versus Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella. Oh, that's that sounds. I don't want to watch that. <laughs> that's what's happening. Oh, is it? Maurice? Yeah. yeah, that's what was announced on SmackDown. Where, why wasn't his wife at ringside? Because it's another thing that makes Miz look better. I know she was there to feed off the brass knucks, but but we knew Brie was coming out for the other match later, so why wasn't she there to support her husband at this one? Because that wouldn't have allowed the whole brass knuckles thing to happen, and it was just, just one of those things that it, just didn't make any sense. It would, yeah, it didn't make sense. I just I was a bit sort of like, this, where's your wife? I should have been a champ. <laughs> yeah. Especially with how much Daniel Bryan's played on what how much Bree's done for him and mm. his comeback and no, the whole thing didn't make sense. And then his interview like they had that follow up bit with Bree talking to him after the match and he was all like, you know, he got to me and he was right and it was this and yeah. it was that. It was all I just thought it all fell terrifically flat. And it's such mm. a shame because, you know, Daniel Bryan is is probably the best technical in ring guy. There is, but oh. it just. Sorry, Tim. The um, the the question I have written down for the end of this one. Sorry, I've got to change the the page I'm on in my little book. Um, is does in in the overview of like you watching it as coming back for a while, Gerard and Adam in your weekly thing, did this match damage Brian? For you. For me, yes. You think? Right, I wondered, because it, it felt like... I'm leaning on my keyboard, sorry if you heard that. <laughs> yeah, well, um, it was, it, to be honest, it's how the match was booked, because the build-up to this, speaking as a weekly viewer, has been the Miz has had this thing about that Daniel Bryan's style and his approach actually hinders him, and Daniel Bryan's had this whole thing about you're, you want to cheat and take shortcuts. So kind of like if the brass knucks thing happened after five minutes of Daniel Bryan being completely on top, it would have fit the narrative. And that's why I was so bothered by the Miz going toe-to-toe to him for 20-odd minutes mm. yeah. before the I brass knucks. To me, it did hurt Bryan because it was like the Miz, and, and this is like my whole thing earlier about Strowman being too strong, the Miz has more than once in the last year or two been a joke in that any wrestler worth their soul, he will not go one-on-one with because he knows that he'll get destroyed. And it kind of like, to then have him matching up to Brian fair and square for 20 minutes, no matter how it ended, just hurts Brian for me. Yeah, I, I can see, in, in that context, I can see, I hadn't thought about it before that, but I, with that sort of narrative, you're right. What you've got to do is have them as... Uh, dodging things, ducking things, getting out the ring regularly, throwing the referee in front of him. You've got to have him doing things that, that you know, show that he can't stand toe-to-toe with him, and then he cheats, you know, with, with the, the assistance of someone at ringside. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. In, in that regard, it kind of does make Daniel Bryan, take the shine off Daniel Bryan a little bit, and and I, I, I've missed most of Daniel Bryan's uh, presence in the, in the WWE, to be honest with you, because I've been out of it for, for most of the time he's been around. 
but he, he seems like an excellent wrestler to me and a, and a really good personality as well. I really enjoy his stuff. So to see him kind of uh, diminished a little bit like that is a, is a shame, but I wonder if it's what you, you said, Mark, and it's because he hasn't uh, re-signed or hasn't been fully cleared and, and uh, to, to be back full-time permanently. Um, he, and that they're, they're lo- looking for an out. Okay. But they there's a weird thing with him. Like, did you notice when they came off the top rope, it was the Miz that took the move, but the referee was right there quickly to make sure Daniel Bryan was all right. Yeah. He was there giving him the, you know, hand squeeze and making sure he was... Because I'm, I'm under the impression they make him do some form of concussion testing after every match still, which is okay. probably why he's a bit less interested in being there than you might think, because I should think that's a pain in the ass. You're talking about the belly-to-back superplex yeah. thing that they did? That was, that was a great move then. They both took it super well. Yeah, but they were there um, but, checking yeah, Brian. Right. Just like, you bang your head, you bang your head, you know. Yeah, because yeah. he was written off. He's the first one of these guys, like a page or an edge or whatever. I mean, they yeah. have different things, but he's the only one I know that's actually come back from anything like that. Sure. Um, and for concussions Austin to be the issue, was... they are as well. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I suppose Austin. Austin's a fair yeah. one, but that's... they thought Austin was totally done. Yeah, that's, that's... and and HBK uh, to a certain extent. Uh, I don't know. That was a surprise, but then the gap was much bigger, like five hundred. Much years bigger. Ago. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Much bigger. But, uh, but yeah, so I wonder if he's the terms of another contract are still ongoing and if it doesn't happen now, at least they've set it up and they could come back later. But if they've already set up a match for the middle of September, I don't know when I read his contract was up and that was a long time ago anyway. So, But uh, it felt like they were shotgunning, in this, uh, shotgunning into this, um, this match quicker than it should be. Like It felt like let it build and build and build and build and build and then WrestleMania because it's what it deserved. But Yeah. You know, whatever. I, the only thing that kind of perturbed me about this match, because uh, otherwise I'm kind of with Adam in that it was it, it wasn't super super great. It was fine. Um, the the thing that bothered me with given the history that Daniel Bryan has with the uh, with, with, the, with the head stuff, um, the fact that one of his signature moves is essentially the crippler cross face uh, brought back too many parallels. And this is all on me. This is probably just me. No, bringing... he used to do the flying headbutt as well. Oh geez. So yeah, I mean, it just that just that. I, at that moment when he did when he did that, I think he calls, they called it the, the yes lock. Yes, I was just like, uh, oh, Benoit too. It just kind of, uh, I, I don't know, but but yeah, I don't know if that's that's just me kind of <laughs> having lived through all of that. I don't know. You're not the first one to mention it, put it that way. Okay, good. Especially with the flying headlock, uh, the flying headlock. Could you imagine um, the flying <laughs> the flying headbutt and then the concussion stuff and the is he okay and you know all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But... Uh huh. Very different character. Into both in and out of the ring, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. So you would hope that the story doesn't end that way. But mm. um, oh, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I think it's doubtful. But but yeah. yeah, it's still. Yeah, that's why they're keeping such a close eye on him. I would think just because of all that sort of stuff, the potential Probably. for any any really bad press. But but yeah, I mean, yeah. I hope he resigns and he goes on and has another 10, 15 years of his career. Really, but um, yeah, but yeah, in this match, I've I've seen him do better to be honest, but it, I, I didn't mind it, but yeah, it wasn't, well, I don't know, we'll do this at the end, but I don't know what I would say my best one of the night was right now, actually thinking about it. Let's keep going and I'll, we'll decide at the end. Okay. So after that, uh, if we're done with with uh, with that match, after that there was the promo for Trip Taker in Oz. Uh, yeah. The, the last time ever thing. It's such a, this, this weird international type, WrestleMania shows they're doing like the Saudi, Saudi Arabia that was it yeah and this Melbourne cricket ground show like they're these big network specials but they're never really 
well, it seems to me that they're not really built towards on TV. They just kind of happen, and there's trailers, and there's there's not much about. Interestingly, them. on a on a pretty strong Raw and a phenomenal SmackDown this week because SmackDown's on a new network over there, isn't it? Oh, has so it finally gone over to where it's gone? Okay. Network, I think it is. The, okay. Because of that, SmackDown was off the off the hook. It was it was probably the best one that I've ever seen, but the. The worst thing on Raw was Triple H trying to build up his is why he's fighting the Undertaker. It was crap. Oh, they actually oh, really? so they are actually trying yeah. to build to it on TV because I assumed yeah, it was yeah. just going to be we'll trail it and you won't see both of them in a ring together no, until it, it came out just to talk about how he had to become the game again to take on the phenom and it, oh, it was uh, uh, oh, that's a shame. He he can go on a little bit, can't he, Trip? We've seen that in the past where he gets kind of a bit too into himself with his promos and he just just goes on and on. Yeah, he started one in January 2004 that I think is still going. <laughs> <laughs> with his nice coiffured yeah. hair. Um, <laughs> and, his, and his one, like his weird Lemmy thing. Lemmy mustache, yeah. yeah. Um, so next, next, next match, if you were done talking about that, was yeah. uh, Corbin and... The demon Finn Balor, Balor, Balor. How do you say his name? Balor, Balor. yeah. Balor. Balor. And I'm going to say it's another squash that I liked. Yeah, me too. I like the fact the match ended before the smoke had even cleared from his entrance. I have to, I have to say that that like like the demon thing. I think his getup is fantastic. I think the apparently I think he does a lot of the body paint stuff himself, and he's it's pretty impressive stuff. Yeah, he, all that stuff is great. I just think it looks really awkward when he's making his way into the ring. Like on all fours and sticking his tongue out it's too like, much? It's like when I'm playing Tigers with my kids. <laughs> it's kind of like the way he crawls across the floor. does not look intimidating. It looks slightly... Yeah. Erotic? It's like... Wait, why did you go straight to erotic? He's not Terry Crews. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, you have black makeup on. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, it's not. Well, I thought not... he was the boogeyman at first, so. Uh, and he's gonna I get like you. This... He's gonna get you. I, I like this. I like the squash, partly yeah, because, too. like I said, I like the squash for different reasons. Because it wasn't just about giving Balor a push; it was about laughing at Baron Corbin yeah. and his. I think people are calling him bartender Baron Corbin now. In well, his because he wrestles in a waistcoat. Stage head thing. But... <laughs> Nice. To be honest, I think he looks a lot better than he did with half of his hair hanging on mm. and his weird rocker kind of look. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of nothing. Um, I remember him from the last one we did, and and yeah, he was he was kind of nothing in that. And uh, uh, this was this was a squash that I was okay with. Um, I was surprised that two squashes in a single pay per view, but still, um, it was it was fine. I, I just the, the demon thing's good, and and like like I said, the the, the face the face paint's very impressive. Yeah, the, the the crawling around on all fours type stuff. Uh, I don't think it looks as cool as he thinks it does, and I wish he wouldn't stick his tongue out so much. It's it's it, it really perturbed me. <laughs> Too erotic, right? Too erotic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Hardy and Shinsuke Nakamura. Just before we do that, the, this was where the, they jammed in that segment with uh, Brie and um, mm. Thing backstage, and I started chanting, there's your wife, there's your wife. <laughs> <laughs> to myself, I think Ed was asleep again. 
I actually had to I had to Wikipedia that because I was like, why is she talking to him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, it seemed seemed like he had uh, something he wanted to say in that, and he couldn't quite remember his lines. He stumbled a little bit. She, she had her lines down. She just can't perform. <laughs> mm-hmm. like she had so and many lines, and she'd remembered every one of them. But it was very, yeah. very. Uh, that put no me matter off what watching. he said, he was gonna, she was going to say her lines. Yeah, it would have been great. It's a completely the wrong feed thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that would have been so but good. Yeah, that would have been pretty funny. Uh, uh, charismatic enigmatic enigma puzzle. Yeah, in full, um, in full uh, charismatic full. enigmatic enigma puzzle. The eyes thing was fun with the contacts and the opening them and closing yeah. them. And, yeah. yeah. And interestingly, he's been doing that on the weekly shows for a couple of weeks. Oh, really? Building yeah. up as well. What's the What's yeah. the backstory here? Is he still uh, palling around with Matt, or are they estranged at this point? Different brands. Steve... Different brands. Yeah, it's yeah, Matt. they're all different brands. Uh, Hardy, oh, okay. uh, Matt is currently with on Raw. With Bray Wyatt, that was. Sorry, Adam, you broke up. So with Bray Wyatt, uh, yeah. He's tagging with Bray Wyatt, and they've got this whole woken thing going on. The Jeff, the Jeff Hardy dynamic's interesting, though, because he does still use some of the language. Like, he'll talk like broken Matt Hardy sometimes. Okay. And he'll talk he about... Still does the Hitler salute as well. Stuff. Yeah, he doesn't do as much of it. Um, no, probably a good thing. Kind of back to being Hardy, but kind of... A little bit of Brother not, Nero still. Yeah, yeah, but but he's 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 definitely kind of willow in the wispy, uh, uh, paint painty face and slow Hardy. Mm-hmm. Uh, although he, he, I actually thought he, he yeah he, he did pretty well in this match. Uh, you can tell he's aging, but I thought I thought he, it was a, a a decent performance for someone who's probably in his forties at this point. Yeah, I think he's like forty floppy style. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing was, I, I mean, I like the match. I mean, Mark knows I'm a big fan of Shinsuke Nakamura. I I, I love. I think the guy's brilliant, but. He's had some pretty poor matches in pay-per-views as Nakamura, and yeah, I didn't think they, yeah. not he didn't used have him. a bad one. It just it was it was a decent match. I thought it was Although, fine. I thought he was more of an aerial worker, Shinsuke Nakamura. Am I wrong about that? He seemed seemed like he was much more on the mat than I expected. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's all he's all kicks, technical okay. stuff, and grappling, and he's that's him. He's a proper old school Japanese technical wrestler type um, gotcha. but he yeah I mean the one thing I would say that was interesting was the uh, I was genuinely couldn't figure out how badly Hardy was hurt by that was it the I mean he did onto the apron the swan on onto the apron oh shit oh, yeah I forgot about painful. that that did look oh, extremely man, painful oh man that looked painful because yeah, because I've got two new, two notes right in a row because he did a swanton right before that, and and I, and I wrote, yeah, he swanton, and then he did the one onto the apron, and I was like, ouch, swanton. <laughs> the match kind of ended straight after that, and I didn't know if that was a he's just hurt himself, oh, yeah, no finished way. the match kind of thing. But then on Tuesday SmackDown, he had an absolute barnstormer of a match with Randy Orton. Oh, they oh. already did that. I assumed that was going to be the next bloody. Me yeah. too. Yeah, yeah that was on that Tuesday. Would be hell on sale. And that included a swanton off, uh, like a speaker stack at height, so he wow. couldn't have done himself any serious harm. I really wish I could watch the weeklies on the network. I, I get why I can't. Sky, bloody um, uh, the the US TV stuff, and they've got this deal with Hulu where you get them on there, haven't they? But but um, 
I just wish. I, I, I saw that. I saw the promo for that. I've got Hulu, so I can I can watch them weekly now. But th- Hulu doesn't push it at you. It doesn't be like you probably would like this. No. All right. I think they do the edit of Raw on there as well, so you don't have to put up with all three hours of it. Um, oh, okay. But, uh, Hulu at this point is just suggesting Terry Crews half naked to Gerard. <laughs> that is that is just, an option on there. It's still back episodes of uh, Everybody Hates Chris, Brooklyn Nine Nine, and, and Battle Dome. <laughs> That's and all your shows. Hulu list is, or whatever. <laughs> Why isn't there more Terry Crews stuff on here? <laughs> um, I'm surprised they blew off that match this quickly, but that's that's awesome. I I'm, I'm, I go yeah. back and watch this one because I think we get them on the network like a month late or a m- two months late or something, which just it kind of just means they're pointless unless you're doing a rewatch of 2001, which I am. Um, yeah. But um, did anybody else notice, and this was my favourite part of this match, you know, after Orton came down and when he was walking back up to the, and they had it, you know, camera on him and he was walking back up, and uh, someone in the background went, you suck, Orton! And he kind of mumbled. And I'm pretty sure he went, I don't. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) And And I was just like, what? Did he just do what I think he did? It's like, you're so cool. Oh, I, I gotta go rewatch that. That's yeah. hilarious. He just no, kind of, no, it was no. only like the bottom left hand side of his mouth. Like, don't, I don't. That was my, by the way, that was my, that thing was my second what the hell thing. Like, what, it just felt entirely pointless. Like, mm. He walked out, Jeff Hardy's still on the floor, and he walked back in again. Yeah, he didn't like, do anything. Yeah, I thought it was, skipped, was... but yeah. yeah. So did you change your mind? I don't. I don't understand what's just happened. Right. I, I think. I think in, in Orton's mind that that that's I'm psychologically I'm psychologically tormenting him, or the you know, this is me broken. playing a game. Yeah. I'm so smart, you know. But it just yeah, came but, off as stupid. Just the fact that the guy was still on the floor going. Yeah, he could have gone back. He didn't yeah. notice. He Orton. had no idea he was there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the one thing I did notice about Nakamura, and I, I do I do like Nakamura's style, um, is that he cannot. He didn't know how to take the twist of fate. They look, I, I looked like he was going to pull his head off mm. both times he did it. He, he, he didn't take it right. Yeah, no, I'd agree. Did with you know that. that, Mark? I didn't, but that uh, now you mention it, it does make sense. I thought at the time it was like, they don't look right, but I never really questioned who was at fault or whatever. It just kept on going. He kind of almost took it like a stunner or something, yeah. um, but didn't go to his knees. But he, he, I think he's supposed to pancake and flatten out and do a front bump when he, when, when mm. he took the twist of fate. He didn't do that either time, and it just looked like he was going to snap his neck. It was awful. Mm. I don't. I don't. No, I did. I did notice that somebody else has done that recently as well. I can't think of it was, but it's exactly the same same thing where they took it like a stunner. Very weird. Huh. Interesting. Uh, I, I, what the other note I have is, I would. I, I don't know how old uh, Shinsuke Nakamura is, but I would love to have seen like 2001 Jeff versus today Shinsuke Nakamura. I think. I think that would have been a, a fabulous matchup, just because Jeff's lost a bit of that speed that he used to have, and I think. I think if they had both of those, it would be super high impact and be really good. You will find yeah. AJ versus Nakamura from Japan a couple of years ago, and that. There's some stellar okay. matches in that. Phenomenal, yeah. Because um, they were both in New Japan at the at the height, and uh, I think they were exchanging the belt for a bit. But um, Jeff, sadly not. But yeah, Nakamura has definitely slowed down to a WWE pace, and okay. Jeff, yeah, age has kind of got Jeff a wee bit. I, I mean, he, if there's, they used the line earlier on in the Daniel Bryan promo stuff where they where he said, I knew my style would catch up with him. And if there's anyone that that's true of, I think it's Jeff. That's fair. Mm. Yeah. It's like Matt as well. Matt apparently is carrying all kinds of injuries, isn't he? 
he always kind of was. He like he always had that. Didn't he have a chest thing? Because he always walked, mm. went from the chest of it. Didn't he have like a guts mm. thing he was dealing with for years or an intestinal? Yeah, thing? I think so. And uh, he's always been the bigger of the two as well. So he was he was always a little bit slower, but 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 definitely fast faster than he was now. I'm sure. Mm. Although um, he's still doing. You said you already said this. Yeah, he's still doing kind of the whole uh, broken. What is it? Woken? Did you say woken? Now? Yeah. Woken. Okay. Okay. But it's, is it the same shtick where he's where he kind of does yeah. the weird voice and stuff? And yeah. Has the funny hair. Yeah. And well, does the nasty yeah. slits. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Delete. So that was the end of that match. Um, uh, the only other note I have for that is I hear voices in my head. They are the voices in my head. They talk to me because <laughs> I hate Morton's music. <laughs> I noticed the back of his and, jacket said uh, Apex Predator or whatever it was again, which was one of yeah. his old kind of things. I thought that he certainly hasn't used that moniker in a while. No, he hasn't, but the commentary teams have. Okay. They've, they've consistently, for the last couple of years, they've called him that on and off. Okay, because he was the Viper for a while, wasn't he? And then blah, blah, blah. And then yeah. and I guess he's a heel now, so Apex Predator is the heel persona or whatever. Anyway. It's just funny that says Apex Predator when he's got the tattoos of Predator and Alien on his arms. That's a 10-year-old joke. Roman Terry callback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Phil, sorry you couldn't be here. I started. I started out uh, my, my notes for this with Ugh, Orton, and I <laughs> my last note for it is I repeat Ugh, Orton. Mm. Uh, so next match, I think penultimate match in fact. Uh, Ro- Rowdy Ronda Rousey versus Alexa Bliss for the women's belt. Um, um, I have uh, a question. Yeah, go on. Uh, the the row- rowdy rowdy thing did that happen before he died? Yes. Did that? Okay, good. I was worried that they just kind of gone. Well, he's dead now. Let's use it. No, she's got his jacket. That's his actual jacket. They were friends. That's his actual jacket. She right. used the name in UFC as well, I believe. Oh, okay. So, All right, then yeah. I'm then I'm more okay with it. She was like that his favorite wrestler or whatever. Thing okay. That has been well covered, I think. But I, I'll let you know. Um, I'll open this one up because I have to say it straight away. I I just think she. Just does not look at all comfortable as a wrestler. Yeah, she hasn't improved a great deal for me since WrestleMania. No, I think there were there were two lead ups where I thought I really clearly heard her calling the move. Oh, okay. And then and then she did it so obviously that the commentary team had to cover for her when she did the. Are you ready <laughs> to Alexa Bliss? And then I think it was Coachman actually went, huh, she's even asking if she's ready. She's the... And I thought, no, okay. we all know what's just happened. I Maybe didn't she... I didn't clock that, but you're absolutely right. That's like a scene of like backdrop, you know? Yeah. yeah, but she did it. She did it a couple of times and it was she, one of them. I thought she's pretty much just shouted that mm. she, to me. She just doesn't look comfortable as Russia. And I think Bliss is one of the best. Uh, you know, she's almost the female Kevin Owens in a way. She does, she does well at making the others look good, and she yeah, can I'd take it. And uh, there was more than one occasion where I thought I really felt for Bliss. I thought she just. There was a lot of stalling in this, and it wasn't that long. Like clearly, they wanted to get to the the armbar thing because, uh, well, and they've already done it. But I'm sure they've tried to obliterate that from history. They already did something where someone broke her arm, and she did that whole double jointed my arm. Yeah, yeah, they thing. did. Yeah. Was it with yeah. um, Nia Jax or someone, or was uh, it with no, Becky? It was... was it with Becky? 
I think it was Sasha Banks. Okay. I think it was one of the, yeah, it was one of the Sasha Banks things. She, yeah, she held it up like she'd broken it. Yeah, so it's all like, like you know. Yeah. I had a question double- about that. Actually, I was wondering if it was that, that she's double jointed or if they just kind of found a, a clever way of her bending it and and getting like a, a good camera angle on it or something. But no, yeah, I mean, because it looked it looked it looked pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I agree, though. Ramsey doesn't look comfortable uh, in in the ring. Um, it, it looks like she's. It does look like she's come from something else. It looks like very. What it reminded me of was early Bobby Lashley. Very early Bobby Lashley looked looked a lot like this, and it was very awkward. And you could kind of see the the cogs turning in his head. And and I don't know if there's so much of the audible calls, but definitely didn't look natural in the ring and botched a lot of things. And and it just just didn't didn't seem quite right. And the other thing is is I don't know if Rousey has the requisite charisma for for this business. Um, she doesn't seem. Uh, there were a couple of moments where she was trying to trying to be like you know like get the crowd working and there was there was very little reaction. Should to I it, do I thought. it? Should I do yeah, it? Should yeah, I take me stuff. off? Should I do it? And it was just, oh, just yeah. get on with it. Like, we know what this is going. Seriously, like, yeah. there's been so much stalling at that point. And but just I mean you're right about Alexa Bliss. She's great. I'm a bit tired of the act right now, but she mm. she can do the facial expressions and stuff like almost no one else. And they lingered with that, and they were like, "Oh, she's gonna run away," you know. And it was just like, "Get on with it," you know. The is it Monty mm-hmm. Python where God comes in? It's like, "Get yes. on with oh, it." Good. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, and it, yeah, I've got some comments about that towards the end of the match. But has anybody got anything else in the middle? I suppose, or should we just aftermath? No, I mean there was nothing. I mean the only thing I was going to say is, it, like throughout the match, you know, when she was doing the whole "Oh look, I'm meditating," you can't even get me when I meditate. Oh, I mean, yeah. I think we should mention the god awful makeup job they did in the. But the, the they whole reason for that. The whole reason for that was that shot of the eyes coming off that, so that you could get that boom, because her eyes are so blue or whatever, and you yeah. got that giant like smoky whatever, and it was just the way she like clearly that camera guy was waiting lingering for her to. Bam, with those eyes coming open. They will use that in video package after video package. They will, but unfortunately they still had the makeup job on Raw on the next oh, really? night. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. So that's yeah, that really felt like a, kind of like a special event makeup job, but... Yeah, but no, it was crap. But no, you, like when they were doing the meditation thing, I go back to my earlier comments about Braun Strowman. If you make her untouchable, then what the hell are you going to do? Yeah. It, it, they're going to pitch it as the only woman who stands a chance against her is Nia Jax. Or Charlotte. And, yeah, but, I mean, Charlotte's the best end of the rest of them. Yeah. But Nia yeah, Jax which, is... I don't know whether we said this on here, but we've said it to each other enough. It's that Brock Lesnar thing, isn't it? You elevate them so much and then there's a giant drop-off to the next person. Yeah. Yeah, so, exactly that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I uh, yeah. Uh, what else have I got on this one? The eyes thing I, I wrote down. The, the I thought the um, the the video package for this was great, and then the match was a real kind of like oh, okay, yeah. Uh, um, the bit the bit with Natty at the start coming out first to because obviously her father died. Did you know that, Jared? The Jimmy Anvil. Yeah, I, I I did see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, blah 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 blah. The, uh, I love that she comes out to Joan Jet because I could listen to that song till the day I die. Um, oh, during this match, they pi- finally pushed the 360 thing that they have those cameras around the place for. You know, yeah, like they... the one, the one rope has uh, the one uh, turnbuckle has that the extra block on it with like two lenses. Yeah. And then by the side of the ring, there's another one, and it's this weird VR type 
thing. Oh, and they cool. finally pushed it during this match because I, I don't know what the outlet is for that. I know they put clips of it on YouTube. I don't know if you can watch There's the whole o- show. Doesn't Oculus have like its own channel for that sort of stuff? This was called like Next VR or something, the thing they were pushing. Oh, okay. So, but yeah, it would be a whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but ah, yeah, because okay. everyone went up to that same ring post to do their whatever because then you could be like, oh, look, oh, damn, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot to say. I didn't think about that match. It was fine, but it was it, it, the Ronda Rousey thing. I'm just not sure about. I think Vince or whoever's in charge now thought, well, big name uh, from UFC. Let's yeah. let's bring her in, and and I can see why she'd want to be in that because it's I'm sure it's far less taxing on the body, despite it being taxing than the UFC or MMA type stuff is. Um, you know, a lot people of money tend to have a far well. longer career and a ton of money. Yeah, so I, I can understand why they're doing it. Uh, I just don't know whether I like it or not. Yeah, giving her the belt this quickly is very Brock, isn't it? I suppose. Um, yeah. And and untested and there's a couple of ways you could have done it, and I'm not a big fan of this one. I've got more to say about the after uh, the aftermatch than I have uh, about the match itself. So say it. Say it. Say it. Sorry, I was having a little bit. Um, she smiled too much. Mm. You know, they. I thought they were going to say she'd broken the arm and they'll get Alexa away for a little while. Was Alexa on Raw on Monday? Uh, or she's selling the arm? I can't remember if she was. I think he aroused it to a con. I think maybe she. Sorry, I'm just because I know that they um they had the whole Bailey riot squad, Sasha Banks thing is the one that I remember taking away from it. Well, the um, Sasha and Bailey versus the riot squad. Yeah, okay. and that was they, good. Um, they had a thing with Ronda Rousey and Stephanie McMahon that she won't play by Stephanie McMahon's rules. Yeah, um, that was a big. That was a big theme of it, but I can't. I can't remember. I think Alexa Bliss was just sucking up to Stephanie McMahon, yeah. if I remember right. Yeah, right. yeah. I'm fairly sure that was it, actually. Okay. Okay. So, well, yeah. That's. I was just kind of wondering because they didn't say she'd broken it, and I thought the the clear thing would be to just say she broke the arm and then make her like the arm breaker or whatever. I don't know. But um. But then she was like, she'd done this really nasty thing, and then she was just smiling like I. And she did it at the Royal Rumble whenever she came out the first time. Like she was trying to look mean, but she was just really happy to be there, and that seemed odd. She seemed too pleased with herself for having done a really bad thing to someone. Yeah, and it didn't really work character-wise, and it didn't really work for the match. And by that point, they and then they never cut back to Alexa to be like, "Oh, Alexa's really hurt." She was just gone out of there, wasn't she? She had rolled out and she was gone, and then it was all about celebration and the "Let's hug my husband" and here come the Bellas, and and I assumed there was going to be a turn or something. Then the crowd started booing the Bellas, and I was like, "Okay," and then. It just nothing came of any of it, and the celebration probably lasted longer than the damn match. Yeah, and I think that goes back to a, a little bit to to the to the fact that she's not really uh, mature enough in the business yet to 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 consistently sell uh, that character. It's 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 something that you see in in uh, inexperienced actors, you know, where they. Uh, 
they're not always in character when they're on stage or screen. That there's there's a there are the moments where they deliver their lines or the bits that they're, they're supposed to be doing. They're in character, and then all of a sudden they fall out of character. And 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 you one of the things that you get told over. exactly, yeah. yeah. One of the things you get told is like you're always in character when you're on stage. And I think she just probably hasn't quite got there yet. And that's what the smiles are about. It's yeah. it's real Ronda coming through, rowdy Ronda disappearing for a bit. I didn't, yeah, because she's so like mean mugging, like ready to go, and then just that. Smiling was. I felt it, it was bad natured, and then the the celebration all felt artificial. So yeah, it did. So I just right. couldn't. I couldn't really get on board with it. I didn't think it was bad, and I'm not really against her being champion. But it's just like nothing. Like the the thing that you would expect to happen to get there happened, but it just didn't didn't slot together right somehow. It's like a load yeah. of random bits from IKEA, and they're kind of the right bits, but they don't. It was like a bad. <laughs> ikea flat pack uh, like this is from splog and this is from dontfog but they, they they almost go together yeah and now i've got a splodonkford exactly yeah this was a splodonkford of a match folks <laughs> a term surely to catch on i hope so surely, hashtag surely. a splodonkford <laughs> okay next match final match of the night uh brock lesnar versus jason momoa <laughs> why isn't that joke been made a lot yeah, I, I, I have to say something quite important in the build-up to this, which is my best note that I was very proud of, which was as Roman Reigns was coming out, um, a kid was holding up a sign, which was him doing, you know, his cock before he does the... I got pump. that. I've got that as a note. <laughs> it just looked like I didn't a get fisting that. sign. Was a kid just doing it over and over again? Oh. It was just a kid fisting with this sign. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> Um, I missed that. Um, That's yeah. That sign with the loading up arm is amazing. Is what I've got because it was yeah. just like yeah. <laughs> I just I was crying. The, I, I have to say before we get to the match, the I think you you have to mention the Braun Strowman thing. Yeah, and it was yep. my final biggest, arguably most confused what the hell moment. Um, just because it. He went on about, I'm not going to do it behind your back. I'm not going to do it behind your face. So I thought, Three triple threat match. That's what I thought, triple threat match, yeah. exactly. Um, I'm going to go over there and wait. Like, no, I'm just going to wait yeah. and see what and happens. Then, and then get taken out like a chump and, and yeah. then end up with you. But having lame. Said that, lame. It, see, I wouldn't go that far because I actually thought the match was spectacularly well booked. I think they played it. Personally, I thought they played it brilliantly. You both suck. You, you both suck. suck. That's a chant that I heard, but and I, I, I was like, I concur. I concur. But that's why I thought they booked it brilliantly. Because that match, you actually had people openly saying they won't watch SummerSlam because it's Reigns Lesnar again. So bringing Strowman out took the edge off that straight away. Then having Reigns win it, the way he did with Lesnar having taken Strowman out. I think they finally got Reigns to take the title and did it in a way that wasn't entirely hateful. I will give you that on the ending. It was a way to do it without um, uh, 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 completely buggering it up and having that Brock problem we've already discussed. Like it felt somehow like the two of them could just about take Brock and then he got it and he snatched it and whatever. It didn't feel like decisive but it, it worked as an ending. 
but the rest yeah. of the match to me felt like watching two kids in the arcade who only know two fucking moves just hit the same buttons hit the same buttons and you're uh-huh. damn well waiting to get on the damn Street Fighter 2 machine but they're like hand uh-huh. slap Hadouken you know? yeah exactly Hadouken. That's, why, that's why I thought it was well booked because because they were always going to be that because that's all he can do Lesnar does his his German suplexes Reigns kind of copied the um Goldberg shtick of go straight after him with your big move straight away. Yeah. It didn't work. Then you had the crap uh, getting out of the guillotine where Lesnar was clearly doing all the work with one arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they just kind of cut it all out by having the Strowman thing. They didn't even make the match. It wasn't even a proper match. It was just the Strowman thing was the big distraction and then it was the win. It was over super quick, it seemed. And I, I, I was checking to see how long I had left to to to, uh, to watch. And I, I remember seeing like 15 minutes and the match, uh, it was still the run up to the match. And I was thinking, wow, that's going to be a really short main event. And and yeah, so I was, I, I was kind of surprised that it was so short. And, and my last note was just, it seemed super anticlimactic to me because it didn't, the, the, the payoff of Strowman didn't take place. Um, I, I thought that that would have been, I thought they, were, they might actually follow through and have a quick squash and then all of a sudden you know uh reigns reign ends and then he's universal champion uh Strowman's universal champion uh, did you notice that at the start of the match they really heavily laid into brock and then were really praising roman with the whole rebellious workhorse thing which just seems like opposing concepts but yeah so they were really they were, how, how do you feel about roman reigns and the roman hate these days because you were one of the guys who was a bit like come on get over it the time's passed yeah, I to be honest with you, they this is why I was so positive about how the match turned out because they've done such a absolute clusterfuck of a job on the last load of matches between the two of them. That's fair. Like the whole the whole build up where they you know, they had Brock overworking him and absolutely tearing him apart and then just had him straight beat him a couple of times and it was kind of where are you going with this so to have them do it the way they did i thought was quite a neat way of because you think from from what's going on the moment you imagine that's lesnar's last input into wwe for a year or two you would have thought yeah he's definitely in that ufc shape or getting there isn't he like he's slimmed down like a lot yeah so Um, he's going to be out reigns so you know, to be honest, they need regular circulation and in, you know, the smaller pay-per-views and things as well. Yeah. And I think it, it had to happen, and the way they did it, I thought, was quite it was quite handy. Yeah, that belt not being around for most of the last year and a bit, is just it just makes a nonsense of it, really, doesn't it? Yeah. Is that what happens? He's held the Universal Championship, but he's just been gone? Yeah, 400... 60 something days or something it is oh. and, but he's only there for high holidays and you know the occasional appearance oh, and that was, they, they even used it as a kind of mechanism to try and get the fans on Roman Reigns side where he'd come out and openly point out the fact that Brock Lesnar's never here I'm here every week yeah doing my thing. yeah but they're still booing him I, I understand the booing more and more but I just think it's old hat, and I think the longer you guys do the booing, the longer it draws this whole thing out. So just stop it, and they'll give in. I mean, I read this week that Reigns is now their leading guy for merchandise. 
I think he has been for a while, actually. I've read that. I've read that before. Now, essentially, now that senior, 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 there you go, John Senior, eh? Wink. Yeah, Um, I get it. Is uh, is you know, I haven't. No, I read the other day he's not been there since Mania, and I hadn't noticed. So, whatever that tells you. So it wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me. If he's that guy, then your booing is not going to mean shit to anyone. No, so exactly. It's kind of pointless by now. I still don't really understand, though, because I think we discussed this at the time. He didn't get the belt of Mania. Okay, we've got that Saudi Arabia show in three weeks. He'll get it then. And then he still didn't. And then no. it's just been like, let's keep it going and keep it going. It's just like, just kind of get it over with. So I suppose this has finally done that at least. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy that Strowman called Brock Beastie Boy and the Beastie Boys chant broke out. That was that probably was my favourite yeah. bit of the entire match. <laughs> I did like Strowman that. is, is an so. inadvertent, brilliant man with the mic. Mm. Like apparently the whole get these hands thing was apparently just him ad-libbing. He oh, just really? came out with it. Yeah. He does. He the, now there's this left. thing. It is a bit kind of like, come on, come on, get behind me. It felt a bit like, uh, keep it going, keep it going. Yeah. Um, He's, the first utterance of it apparently was just him. But I like some of the stuff he comes out with that he clearly does just spit out at people is absolute gold sometimes. Mm. No, I'd, I'd agree with that. He, he has. I've seen enough of him where he's occasionally coming out with gems of nonsense, but they're just like, oh, good, good for him. That's good. Yeah, I, I like I like the, the the kind of the the beastly tone of his voice as well. He's got he's got kind of quite a booming. Voice. I've got I've a booming, booming voice. voice. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, speaking of people who speak well, uh, Paul E still kind of got it. I, I, yeah, he, yeah. he looks more and more like a weeble, more and more Defending. like the sinister minister every day. But Defending. no, no, wait. Po- Defending. Yeah. Uh, no, more and more like um, Paul Bearer every day. But uh, but he, but yeah, he, uh, he can still talk. He uh, dressed up as Paul Bearer during the CM Punk versus Undertaker match at WrestleMania 29, and it. It was a sight to behold. It's amazing. I might have yeah. to go check that out. Because they stole the urn off of Excellent. And were running around. And he was dressed as Paul Barrow and they were throwing it like a football. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Then Tremendous. Paul Barrow died and it got a bit sad. Yeah. <laughs> but it worked. Anyway, that match is great, by the way. That was the, the best match of that entire mania. So it's worth worth checking out. Damn sight better cool. than this one. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just anti-climax for, for me. Yeah, but I, in a way, I get Adam's right. The ending works, I think. But it, it is, and it's and thankfully, you know, we, what did they call it? Like, you know, people have cared for three years. Made me laugh. Like they literally said, we cared about this for three years. And it's only because of getting it over and done, fucking with. To be honest. Yeah. There's a there's a I can't remember the guy's name. It's going to annoy me. There's a big comedian in the states. I think uh, he's a Latino. Jerry comedian. Seinfeld. No, um, and he 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 was asked. He's a big wrestling fan, apparently. This guy, and he he was asked, "Are you going to watch SummerSlam?" And the answer he gave was, "I'm not paying X amount of dollars to watch another Reigns Lesnar match." Okay. I think you have to appreciate how strongly the feeling was. So go, that match was always going to be a hated, poor match, and I think that's why I really appreciated how they booked it because to me. They got the outcome they needed whilst also maintaining And then what they did on Raw the following night kind of pushed the envelope a bit further. Go on, curious in, in a weird way. No, I was, I was, I'll leave it until you've, we've had the SummerSlam discussions, then I'll give you a bit oh, okay. of a Raw SmackDown. 
I, I, th I think I don't have much more to say about it, so I'm happy for you to launch into it if you want to. I have two more things. Um, okay. Adam, if you got your version from a live feed, did, did it not have the blanked out audio by any chance? It did not, I don't think. So when, when Brock screamed at uh, 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 Braun, do you know what he said? Because weirdly, someone had pressed the button, but he, he still said bitch on my one. <laughs> so it was like, yeah. it just went, bitch! <laughs> I, I think it was just a general, oh, I, I, he did say something, and I'm sure I heard what he said, but it was it was another one of these kind of like that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the boss bitch kind of comments. Right. It was just the general suplex city bitch type i i am the man comment that's I why i wonder because if the bitch made it through if you if it is not uh not uh silenced on your version could you clip it for me and send it over yeah yeah i'll do it thank you very much i would love to see that and the um the other note i had was right at the end they had this shot of roman against the ropes and he had the belt and he looked heroic and i was like yeah that's the shot they wanted and then there was just a beach ball bouncing around behind him in the background in the crowd <laughs> and i was like Good for you beach ball people, because I know this whole beach ball mania thing has pissed a lot of people off. Was it Cesaro who ran into the crowd and grabbed one and ripped it to bits? Yes. Yeah, yeah but that was, it was incredible Jeez. how he did that. It was that incredible, was... and the camera just went with him, because they didn't know what the hell was going on. But the yeah. uh, the crowds at these shows, these big, big, huge stadium shows, where they've, they, you know, they get bored during some of these matches or they want to protest, someone will sneak in a beach ball, blow it up, and they'll just start bouncing it around. <laughs> and, uh, I like that. Yeah, and uh, but right. the, the, a lot of people find it disrespectful to the guys in the ring or whatever. But the fact that that beach ball was going behind uh, Roman in that shot was just kind of like, well done, boys. Because security yeah, take them away; they're notorious for getting them quickly. Yeah. But, but that was bouncing around, made me laugh. What made that even better was I thought how rapidly they finished the rain celebrations because obviously they knew what the crowd reaction was going to be yeah yeah so i thought that was felt really like do it do it done so and when they, you saw yeah. that behind him it was kind of like you couldn't stop it you yeah. tried you couldn't stop especially it. a new york crowd they're going to turn on him pretty quick i was surprised they didn't and they didn't do the classic end of pay-per-view or when roman comes out as well they do it where it's almost like the crowd noise just immediately goes you know and it just like da -da, da -da, and it's gone. It's almost like there's no crowd anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. Production-wise, they do that. They I see. turn I that the crowd, crowd down. The, the, the cr I thought for a second you meant the crowd coordinated, and they said it's like, as soon as his music hits, just shut up. And, yeah, and yeah, show we hate him, but sure. they're really quiet. Maybe they do. But to me, it sounded like they turned the volume knob down, but maybe they're just like, everybody be quiet right now. Um, but they didn't do you've that. Gone, I heard some cheers and some high-pitched... Hold like, on, hold on, hold on. You, you, you went a bit gravelly for a second and I can understand what you're saying kind of digital interference speak again yes yeah, so, oh I think it might fix itself Say, speak again no it's still broken <laughs> something's broken on your answer no no it's just me making noises oh okay I'll get you gadget <laughs> maybe it's mine because Adam's getting it as well that could, that could be Wait, are you ribbing us or is this like legit? Because he just did a no legit, sweet no legit. It's like a whenever I hear sound. Oh, okay. I, I just did Doctor Claw from Inspector Gadget. He really but... did. It was amazing. No, oh, I don't think he can hear us properly. That's a shame. That was really good, Adam. That well done. Yeah, thank you. I, I pride myself on a few of my uh, vocal nations. Nice. You do them. You do them well. I can't. Hello? Can you hear me? Yes. 
Okay, I kind of partially got the, the gadget, but it was uh, it was in the midst of uh, <laughs> kind of sound, so right, it sounded that, pretty good. I hope that's on the recording. I'm leaving all this in because it make you look bad. Okay. <laughs> I won't. I'll take it all. Um, this thing's gonna be long. Um, yeah, yeah so probably wrap up. Beach ball. Roman tries to sell it as important, which I thought worked, and the crowd didn't seem to disappear in terms of crowd noise. There seemed to be enough high pitched kids and stuff in the crowd that they were yeah. like, yeah, you know. <laughs> Kind of the you both suck thing was a nice way of looking at it. That I think there were enough people who were anti Brock as well mm. that they kind of weren't completely against Reigns because they weren't, they were both against both of them, kind of thing. Rebellious work, yeah, that's true. You know, and some of them were probably expecting maybe something of a bounce back from uh, no cell Strowman, you know, still potentially oh, yeah. thinking yeah. there was more in there, which there wasn't. <laughs> no. Right, so they get off the air quick because uh, they've already gone four hours. What happens on sure. Raw? Yeah, so in in a nutshell, um, the, I'll mention the Roman Reigns stuff first. So Finn Balor comes out doing his whole, I was the first Universal, and he gets given a title shot against Reigns. Oh, Reigns, Hell Cell? Yeah, no, on Raw. Oh, shit. On Monday night, yeah. Um, Reigns has said he wants to be a fighting champion. So cut to Braun Strowman having a chat with Finn Balor saying, look, I like you, but as soon as your match finishes, I'm cashing in money in the bank on whoever's won. Um, Again, wait until the end. It doesn't feel, just because you say it in advance, doesn't feel like it's noble. Exactly. Um, So anyway, it comes to the match. uh, They they actually had a hell of a match, and they really played Balor up quite nicely. So Balor come very close, but, but Reigns beat him. Uh, lo and behold, the uh, and Strowman starts making his way down the ring. He's about to hurt the put the hurt on Reigns and the whole Sierra Hotel India Echo Lima Delta. Oh shit! And then Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose came out in the Shield kit, and then the three of them took Strowman apart and uh, triple power bombed him through the announce table. Wait, does that mean? Well. Is that a heel? Was that played up as a heel turn, or was that just the brotherhoods back together and we're going to do what's right for yeah, Roman? Nobody knows. They kind okay. of it did feel a bit heel, but they, there's no way that they can be turning Rollins heel at the moment. You wouldn't have thought, and with Reigns having just won the title, but right? I think they just played it because they clearly wanted to do a lot more with the Shield when Reigns got sick and then Ambrose got yeah, injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the failed, idea of it's so one of the few ways. Felt, it was so far out of left field because Ambrose had had a match with Ziggler earlier in the night. Okay. Um, and then it did. It, it just came out of nowhere. You thought Strowman was just going to come and that was going to be it. And then it was the Shield thing. They kicked off and that was it. Smart. I like it. I like. I mean, it's because the the crowd loved the Shield. Everybody loves the Shield. Yeah, it is. So... Well, it was quite. It was quite weird because about halfway through Raw people were looking up at the corners. You know how they do when they think the Shield are going to come out. Ah, okay. And you thought, what the hell is going on? Because Ambrose had not long wrestled. There was nothing going on. And then whether or not they were going to try and have Ambrose and Rollins come through, but too many people picked up on it, I don't know. But then um, they just came out the main entrance. But they had the the kind of body armor stuff on. (coughs) Um... But I don't think there weren't any other. Ronda Rousey came out and had the whole thing with Stephanie McMahon about I'm not going to play by your rules. Um, but 
you know, other than that, I don't think there was any other real um, hangovers from SummerSlam. But SmackDown was absolutely barnstorming. They just they seemed to throw everything at it. I think because it was a new network channel, it was it was like the uh, Jeff Hardy Randy Orton match was was brilliant. It was like a no holds barred. They were both just leathering each other all over the shop, and then uh, then Hardy landed the end on from from the top of the speaker stack. Um, Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella thing happened right at the top of SmackDown, right on the show's opening. Okay. Brie Bella's music came on, and she came out, and then Brie mode. We, we agreed with Paige there's, that Helen and Cell were going to take them on in a mixed match couples match and it was kind of like oh is it going to be in the cell or is it just we're going to do this at the event? I don't I don't think I don't think if, if they said then I didn't pick up anything on that I think it's just a case of we're going to have the match at and then uh, AJ Styles was giving an interview apologising for losing control when <laughs> Justin Roger just cocaine clutched him out of nowhere and then proceeded to grab the mic and go, Wendy, yeah, Wendy. Okay. <laughs> the camera again, which was, which was great. Um, him just being his usual crazy self. Um, but yeah, they, they're just everything that they did. Uh, Becky Lynch. Um, fascinating thing about that on SmackDown is they were trying to turn a heel. Uh, she was clearly trying to turn heel, and the crowd was just not happy. Because she came out and she was doing the whole thing about it, about the um, about look, you guys didn't have my back. You were cheering Charlotte on, and she was tr- she was directly trying to go with the crowd, and they were just cheering her. It just didn't. She's and then Charlotte Flair came out, and they had a brawl that took the whole women's roster to separate them, and then Charlotte did a swan suicide dive out of the top of the ropes and. Um, yeah, they just they just ramped all that up again. All right, cool. It's it's interesting. The Becky thing's going to be interesting because they are sort of classically miscast in this because Becky hasn't been a heel since NXT. I don't think when her and Sasha were together, and Charlotte is better as a heel. So doing it the other way is going to be kind of interesting. But I'm sure Becky will revel in in it if she can get the crowd against her, which is no mean well, feat she... given how much they love her. Yeah, her spot was, I have to say, her spot was brilliant. She was doing a great job of it. She was really selling the whole I've earned this and you've denied me thing. Mm. She was doing it well. But then the interesting thing was the last, the headline match was um, the New Day and the Bloodshot Brothers again, and the New Day won the titles off them. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, having had the result, um, and it was another Xavier Woods flying across with the elbow through a table. Nice. But apparently Eric, I read afterwards that apparently Eric Rowan quite badly hurt himself at some point oh during um, SummerSlam. Oh, so, so maybe they needed to get him off. And... So I think that was a case of they had to get the titles to them so they could uh, do what yeah, they yeah. Yeah. Um, Are they keeping Carmella in the title picture on SmackDown? Probably not, yeah? It's just all going to be about Becky and Charlotte. The whole thing, it was literally Becky doing her thing, then Charlotte coming out. And being all like, was it worth it for this right. thing? And then the whole women's roster pulling the two of them apart. And right. that was, okay. that was the, the spot, really. Right, because I, I wonder if they'll... Like, Carmella probably do a rematch if they're going to pay attention to that sort of thing. But 
I assume the the mat the big match for the women's uh, show. What it's just called Evolution, isn't it? Women's Evolution. Yeah. Evolution will be Charlotte v. Becky again, like and some yeah. stipulation, and it will be a crazy brawl between the two best friends who are enemies now. Blah. You know that'll yeah. be the top of the shop one for that, um, for yeah. SmackDown at least. Um, but yeah, okay. Any in any of the stuff on Raw, is there an obvious first challenger for for uh, for not for Strowman? Sorry, for Reigns. I think I think it. Well, I think they're going to stick with Strowman. I think it's going to be Strowman versus the Shield, and whether or not. Oh, and they're going to. Okay. I think that's how they're going to try and pitch it. Is who's you know him and his unstoppableness i mean bobby lashley was up against baron corbin and again that whole inconsistency thing um they had a they had a big old slobber knocker they were giving as good as they were getting but lashley won in the end but then again you know corbin's just been squashed by finn balor and Mm. again it's just all that inconsistency but um, no, there was no one who stood head and shoulders. But, you know, that's why I made the comment about the Ambrose heel turn. Whether I was going not... to say, you've got no obvious top heel on Raw now, right? Because um... it's Brock, isn't it? Really? Uh, not yeah. that he's there very often, but... No, well, Elias. Yeah, I suppose you've got Elias. Elias is your, probably the big one at the moment. They've got this... I, I just can't get... I just can't get on board with them at all. These authors of pain from them and NXT. Yeah, yeah, but where are the two two giant kind of decoys are massive guys. They've been trying to, they've been fighting titles worldwide for what seems like a millennia. Okay. But they they just other than them, generally stinking out of the place. There doesn't seem to be anyone of that kind of nature. So um, well, they'll have the shield thing for a while, then they'll have Ambrose be the one that turns this time. I don't know. Yeah, it would make sense. Is um to switch abruptly again back to the women's thing. By the way, do you do you fancy doing one of these on Evolution? Because I'm I'm up for that. If anyone else is, yeah, me too. Um, is Asuka anywhere in the mix on SmackDown worth a damn that'll give her a spot in that show? Because she was the one where I was like, I wish she was on this. I mean, Sasha and Bailey. I yeah. assume well, they put it off on Mania and they kind of put it off and they they slow burning it. And I assume that'll happen at the Evolution show now. Um, if anyone still gives a shit, and um, well, no, because they've made up now. Yeah, but then it's only to buy them another month so they can break them up and do the thing finally. You know, I that I think that'll happen at Evolution because I, I that I know and I've seen it sort of dribble along, you know, here and there and read about it. But I think they'll they'll turn them again and finally do that match. But but where's Asuka? Where is she? Come on, like no, uh, well, I don't think. I don't think she was on SmackDown at all. I think I know Naomi fought um, the Iconics, one of the Iconics. Um, I don't think Asuka was on it at all. I think she was well, she wasn't on that edition. But to be fair, they they have been playing her strong. She has been easily dispatching people. Right. But I wouldn't say she's directly in the frame. It'll probably be. I would imagine it'll be the fallout from Evolution. Then she'll probably get involved. Okay. Because I, I think it's such a shame that the way she didn't win the championship at Mania and then what happened with Charlotte going away for a bit and then Carmella beat her like twice or something, I think. And it's just, it's just, it kind of destroyed something really great they had with her. 
a little bit. Yeah. And I was okay with it, depending on where it went. But then it went nowhere good because Charlotte had to go away and Carmella did the thing and blah, blah, blah. You know? I thought it was, I was, yeah. thought it was just a bit of a shame because they... Um, they to cue Gerard in because he's, you know, uh, they had an undefeated streak going from NXT onto the main roster with with Asuka um, that should have culminated in her beating Charlotte for the championship and sort of almost reigning supreme as this, the character they called oh. Empress of Tomorrow. Um, okay. And so it was Empress versus Queen at Mania and they, because everyone in the, well, Vince probably is so hot on Charlotte, they, they had her win. So it kind of destroyed this weird... It was almost like not having Becky win here, but without the swerve and the, oh, where's it go next, you know? Yeah, okay. So it, was, it was a bit of a so, shame. So you, you're kind of hoping that they, they kind of rekindle that a little bit and... Well, they can't rekindle the, what they had with the with Well, the no, streak they can't, not with the streak, But sure. um, it, it, she should be in the mix. She's she's really great. Well, they did... They did I mean, I know when we discussed uh, Money in the Bank... And I got all angry about how much work they've done in the money in the women's division mm. and how well they've done with it. And then they had Ellsworth decide that first ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Time, yeah, that's true. Awful. But then they, they, they redid the whole thing on SmackDown, didn't they? And they've oh, I've noticed they've only used footage of the, the SmackDown one where she gets Carmella got the, the briefcase down herself. But, but it's also they like obviously when we when we were going to do money in the bank. I was going to be talking about exactly the same thing because they did it again. Mm. They had Ellsworth come out in an Oscar match and distract her for Carmella to win. Yeah. I and thought it was, it was weird again. that they seemed to bring him back just for that again. Yeah. After, was, after wiping it. Badly done as well. Mm. It was another one of those clumsy... I think Oscar had to be distracted like three times before she lost by the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, was, it, it was sloppy. In a way, I'm kind of glad we didn't talk about that pay-per-view because it was probably worse than this one in the end. It was well, that it, it, like the overall feeling on it. I have to say, I SmackDown was actually my favorite. SummerSlam was my favorite pay-per-view for quite some time. I think it just seemed to. I mentioned a couple of the matches that felt tight, like they'd actually worked to a time, and then you had the couple of squashes. It's the first one I haven't felt like it was a slog to get through. Um, I would agree in the middle the tired bit last night was was just a slog then those middle couple of hours I really enjoyed and then the the last hour-ish like after Orton walked away I it was it was just like felt like stalling for forever for me and mm. I was just I, I didn't mind the ending but it, I was happy to see it end um, well, the way they ended that match, though, it, 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 just to go back to something Adam said earlier on, it, it felt a little bit like they they knew we're out of time, so let's let's we we got to wrap up, wrap up this match really quickly. I think it's um, it was literally it, four it hours and one match. minute, so it could be it could be they were supposed to go four hours, but on the yeah. network they don't seem to give any fucks. They just no, like that's true. this match will continue. Yes. Oh, like a clown car. Yeah, Lincoln Clown Car, yeah. That's the, Adam won't get those jokes. Um, <laughs> but it, it does feel like that. It's just... Because now, obviously, you know, now Mania is five hours and this was four and the regular shows are three or they'll go a little longer if they have to. Like, they're getting, these things are getting longer and longer. And I, I think... Did this one have a two-hour pre-show as well, Adam? Yeah. Six, uh, six, six hours. Six hours? Yeah. Oh, my six goodness. Six hours total. Wow. Too much. 
too much. I was a little surprised when I started watching it, and and I, and I because last night I started watching it last night, and then I had to stop for a bit, and I was like, was two it because you were really tired from a Britney Spears concert? That's exactly why, yeah. yeah. Me too. And 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 I was like, wait, two hours and forty five minutes. I've definitely watched more than fifteen minutes of this. I didn't realize it was four hours when I started watching. Mm. I thought it was three, but uh, yeah, I, I, I forget you mentioned now that. So is SmackDown three hours as well, or is it just Raw? That's two. I think Raw's it's only SmackDown still three. two. Okay. I don't know that when I was seventeen, I could I could sixteen seventeen, I could watch four or five hours of this stuff straight. You know, even if it was. Livewire followed by Metal followed by SmackDown on Sky Sky One on on a Saturday morning. I could watch hours and hours of this stuff. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're just kind of going to the the the, the endurance of the their, their audience who are into it the most, which I think is probably not us. I suppose there is that. I I think the the generally people are finding it a slog to get okay. through a lot of this stuff. Um, so, uh, and it's not quite like, because I'm still watching a couple hours of 2001 yeah. every week, you know, and I'm lo- loving most of that. But the the variety of that and the, and the style of some of that versus what the last couple of Raws I have seen, you know, patchily checked out here or there, you, the, some of it is just like, why is this even here? There is so much of it that it just feels like it's stalling or filler or replays are the worst, oh, you yeah. know. Constant those, replays. Yeah. Those were bad back then, but but do you feel the same with that, Adam? Or did you watch the three-hour version, or did you watch the the shortened version? No, I watched the shortened version. Really? Okay, so so that what's that like ninety minutes to to two hours? Yeah, it's 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 just under two normally. To okay. to be honest, man, watching the weeklies, I, I am quite skip happy with it. Yeah, I can I imagine. I probably watch two hours worth in an hour. Most of the time, yeah, yeah. Well, there's there is a lot you can, you you can go through, and the you know the 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 amount of shots of people walking backstage and yeah, like if you really use three hours, you could do some amazing things. But it does feel like it's a lot of very very slow. Let's get us to the next quarter hour kind of stuff. When I've seen these, and um, I w- I, I would love to watch more of it, but it would have to be on demand so I could skip. I don't think I could stand it live. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that they've. Because I remember they 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 did like a, a three hour raw at one point, probably to, toward the tail end of when we were still watching, and 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 at that time it kind of seemed like a special event. And I'm amazed that they've moved to three hours every week. To, to be honest with you, I I can't imagine what that's what that's like to 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 sit through. <laughs> yeah. Well, before we move to three hours every week, should we call it here? I think so. Because we're at two fifty-five. So oh, really? <laughs> okay. I'll try and chop down a bit. Hypocrites! Hypocrite! Hypocrite! <laughs> Hypocrite cast. Um, anything else, Adam? Last thoughts? No, thank you for having me, gentlemen. It's nice to have you again. We'll uh, see you in two months for Evolution if we can arrange it. Absolutely. Thanks. Well, thanks for joining us for uh, SummerSlam. Thank you, Adam, very much for, for joining us again. Uh, it's always a pleasure to have uh, another guest on. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, next time we'll be probably talking about something quite different, I'd imagine. But uh, we do enjoy our occasional dips into the world of of pro wrestling. It's something that both uh, Mark and I have been, been fans of for many, many years. So uh, you've got a couple in a row, actually, I think, given that we did the uh, Romantary Classic recently as well. So, uh, yeah, enjoy, uh, and uh, we'll speak to you soon. Cheers. Follow us on Instagram, Instagamf. And Pop and Bizzle and 
all the other ones. Yeah, all, the, all those all those places. Search camp with with with, with T is silent. <laughs> yeah, we're so easy to find. <laughs> with our weird brand. So. Yes. Right. All right. Take it, sir. Cheerio. Bye bye. I hear voices in my head, they are the voices in my head, they talk to me.